What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio, this special midweek edition of One Nation Radio. We are previewing SummerSlam weekend, and with me to do that, I have the tried, the true, the trusty, Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Not much, man. I'm not the uh, main event today. I am just, you know, a, a gentleman here ready to throw oops, uh, because we have the making her long-awaited uh, return to the show, one of the most popular uh, guests of One Nation Radio known to give a hip-hop quote away at any moment miss <laughs> tanya rogers welcome back thank you for having me uh i'm very excited to uh talk about the pay-per-view yay <laughs> yeah um there's a lot of stuff to get to um and this weekend is going down much like rick flair in the back of a um you know summer slam do y'all have any thoughts on that? Do y'all do or do, or do we or you know this will be one H radio? We did not talk about the the deep internet fate that is Rich Rick Rich Flair possibly eating pussy on the back of a train. Um, I mean, um, it don't it don't seem something out of, out of character from what I you know may may have ever heard about Rick Flair. So like, look, I don't know if it's Rick Flair. It could be Rick Flair. It could not be Rick Flair. But it's better that we don't know because we can just you know imagine that it is. <laughs> the only thing that's working against it being Ric Flair is that he was on a train doing it. Now, if he was a plane, yeah, but I don't know about no train. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, I'm- I saw someone tweet that Ric Flair was on the LIRR. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, for those of you guys that don't know what the LIRR is, oh it's Long, Long Island Railroad, so like that takes takes you from like Long Island into like Brooklyn, like in the train system in New York. Yes, yes. On like a one shot, like we actually took the LIR to go to uh, to Brooklyn to uh, for um to go to the Stardom show in 2019 and then uh Takeover in Barclays. Yes, that shit was crazy. Dude tapped you on your shoulder and he got the little payment thing. It's like eighteen dollars, please. I'm like, huh? Like, right, right, Right. like the Metro Pass won't. No, 
You won't cover that? No? Okay. All right. So this is where I'm at on it. I do not believe that that was in fact Ric Flair. But not for one single second do I want in, do I want anybody that, that can that will ever hear this to think that Ric Flair is above eating some pussy on a train. <laughs> 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 because he absolutely is not. So and so the thing for me is, and I and I said this in um our Largo Loop thread. In this day and age, if that was Ric Flair, we would have got some confirmation it was Ric Flair. There was a picture of him getting on the plane, I'm sorry, getting on the train or getting off the train, or he would have been looking up, looking like a deer in headlights or something. But it wouldn't have just been so happened that he, you know, got the latest it, it up and just you, yeah, there there would have been something to confirm this to go along with it. Ric Flair has been too famous for too damn long for not no one to just even look from the side and be like, that might be Ric Flair. If you if it might be Ric Flair, you gotta at least you know you gotta see it through, my boy. <laughs> you know you got you gotta make you, that's on for TMZ. You can get you can get a quick come up off that. Got yeah. to. Yeah. 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 So, you know, shout out to Ric Flair. Um, Woo! This, this man, look, he, he's finding new ways to to, uh, to stay relevant. Hey, he was just in AAA last weekend. Right. He's he's going to be in the NWA. He just got announced uh, for their pay-per-view. So, Nate's yeah, coming home. Yeah, they say he's going to wrestle, too. You can't tell me, Ric Flair, there will be a time when Ric Flair can give you a hot five minutes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> He will. Ric Flair will die, and when he dies, he will be able to have, with his dying breath, he would have been able to give a, a quality five minutes to some wrestling organization. Absolutely. That's that's so funny. But anyway, uh, let, let's get let's get to the shits. Uh, SummerSlam weekend, Las um, Vegas, Las Vegas on a Saturday. I, SummerSlam for me is my favorite WWE pay-per-view of all time. It is above WrestleMania, I think, especially when we started back watching wrestling um, uh, in 2011, that just the the, the sheer um, ease of the show to where they treat it like it's a big show, they present it like, a bi- like it's a big show, but they do not do the WrestleMania-ism-ness of, the, of, that, of that particular weekend, that particular time of the year to get it to that. Is normally built kind of similar with a little, little bit of a panache to it. They normally have a big hook, and there's a lot less pressure on the show. It's more traditional, like a regular pay per view, so it doesn't last forever. There's not going. I don't think there's going to be a time where it's going to be too nice of SummerSlam, where, where WrestleMania has turned it into. So I've had a lot of fun Men, memories, mostly built around Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, um, and The Rock and Stone Cold and my fandom with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and some of the great things Cena and AJ Styles has done, some of the great things The Shield has done. So it really uh, bums me out that we have gotten to this time of the year and, like, I I don't care. I'm going to watch it because it's tradition, but, like, other than tradition's sake, there's nothing that is tying me to this particular weekend, and I'm kind of sad about it because, like, I'm not, I'm not in the same camp that Rich is to where, like, I just completely write off WWE. I still have uh, a, a bit of a, a, a stupid amount of optimism that they can always just do a quality television, a quality uh, entertaining show with things that make sense from week to week. And, you know, 
with the pay-per-views uh, this year, for the most part, the guys on top, the Drew McIntyre's, Roman Reigns, they always got something for you. Whether it's um, whether it's great or whether it you feel like it's a little overdone, over over or too cute for itself, there's a lot. There's clear, honest thought to trying to entertain you with Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, and when Sasha has a big match. But um, the stuff I have not heard good things. Uh, so Tanya, you have been watching a whole hell of a lot more than me or Rich combined uh, uh, exponentially. What are your thoughts on um, on uh, Russell or WrestleMania SummerSlam weekend? Uh, 2021. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a bit of a mess. Uh, it doesn't seem to be any any clear direction. There's usually there's a some big face going for the championship that you can root for, mm-hmm. or that they at least want you to root for, even if yeah. you don't want to. But <laughs> now the faces that they have, the the two are older part-time guys both of them for the championship the one face that they're seems to be building up is Drew McIntyre uh-huh. is facing Jinder Mahal <laughs> no like it is no disrespect for Jinder because he can have a place on the show right but his place is not a like the opponent for basically the biggest full-time babyface that you currently have. So I can see how people aren't excited. Like even if, like myself, everybody listening to this probably already knows, but I am a huge Roman Reigns fan. Hi, how you doing? Um, <laughs> but he's not a face. He's the bad guy. You're supposed to be rooting for him to lose, but the guy who's going up against him, the last words he said was, if I beat you, I'm going to take the belt and go to Hollywood. Wow, that's so appealing. Yes, baby, that's what he said you really... in the promo. Oh, my God, that's fucking stupid. Yes. So it's like, and honestly, clearly, the biggest match is Reigns versus Cena. And there was potential with the tribal chief character to correct what they did in 2017, which was give us a, no Vince loves me more, no Vince loves me more. Well, I drew better, no, I drew better. Like, I I don't care. I didn't care then. And now it's even worse because it seems like they're using the same formula but they're not even, they, they didn't even bring up that they've met before. They're acting like those two have never crossed paths. They're acting like they don't have a history. They're treating it like uh, Undertaker in uh, Triple H at WrestleMania 17. Like that never happened. Never happened. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and when you do that, and then you have John Cena come back and say these things about Roman Reigns that will pop the crowd because Roman Reigns slander will always pop the crowd. And it's it's fine. It's okay. He's a big boy. He can handle it. But if at least going, he's a heel now. Yeah, at least he's a heel now. And he can he can handle it. It's not really going to damage him with fan, his his opinion with fans, his standing in the company. But who does it who is it serving? Who is this helping? What 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 are we doing here? 
before John Cena came, they were telling a story with the tribal chief and his family and the people that were trying to come against his throne. And it has seemed like all of that has stopped because now we have to get off Vince's fetish of these two, uh, what is he called, like to say, genetically superior handsome men arguing over his love in the middle of the ring. I, okay, so I, would, I, I think in incel lingo, those are called chads, correct? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's 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 a chad fight, and Vince in Vince in the back whacking off to it, and and the crowd's popping because Cena's a very good actor. He's a good performer. Right. He's going to say his lines. He's going to get his pop. That's great. But when you break it down, right? What 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 what's the story? What is what is the actual kayfabe story they are telling? Makes absolutely no sense. You're telling lies. First of all, John Cena comes back. Okay, that's fine. Say he ain't over everything. Okay, this is the route we're going. Why not incorporate the horrible things he's done to his family and done to other people to keep the title into the story? None of that. They basically avoided them, shoved poor Finn Balor in there for whatever reason. To, to be the TV, like, since, you know, Cena wasn't going to wrestle on TV, like, they, they tend to do this. They'll, they'll pop a third person in there to, quote, unquote, be the TV program for, for somebody. So, and, can you, can you, um, can you touch on what the Finn Balor situation is? Because I, I'm unaware okay, of this. Okay, I, I'm okay, completely so, unaware of this. So I just Cena know that he came, went there since he left NXT. Again. Okay, when Cena came back, right, mm-hmm. he challenged Roman on Raw. Right. So, mm-hmm. so then Roman was like, "No thanks, don't need to face you." Basically, he was like, "Have nothing to prove." Heat, no thanks. Heat. Been there, done that. So Finn Balor comes out and says, "Okay, you don't want to face Cena. What about me?" And Roman's laughing, and then the crowd started chanting that Roman was scared of Finn Balor. Okay. So then Roman was like, "Okay, yeah, I accept." Now, see, nobody told the crowd to chant that Roman was scared. Mm-hmm. Roman had that reaction, and he reacted to the crowd. And it all seemed organic, even though WWE set it up. So you have now somebody who challenged. The challenge been accepted. The match, they had a contract signing. During the contract signing, Baron Corbin comes out and attacks Finn Balor because he wants to get a big money contract because he's broke and all, you know, his little storyline. I've so, only seen memes of it. I, I don't know what happened. Doesn't look so, like this gentleman's on the card. Oh. Right. So <laughs> he comes <laughs> and disposes of Finn Balor. And then here comes beats up Baron Corbin. And instead of long form hey, storytelling. Instead of telling, instead of, you know, hey, this belongs to Finn Balor, I'm going to sign my name to it. The the good guy literally stole his championship match. Then they have, then they do the face-off, which they said was historic. I don't know why it's historic, because they've been <laughs> face-to-face before. They've done this. So, Cena gets in there. <laughs> Of course, runs him down, talk, calls him a failure, and I'm like, "Is this Vince? Is Vince talking? 
Oh, Vince. Oh, uh, Cena being a, a proxy for what Vince feels of of, of, uh, of um of Roman of Roman the stuff that we normally say, that normally like normally when stuff goes over the line that's what we think normally is happening. Okay. Right. Okay. So then he said they 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 gave Roman a stupid ass line about Nikki Bella being disappointed. In John, because Roman Reigns said John Cena does the same shit over and over. It's like twenty years of missionary. So <laughs> he brought up that Nikki Bella missionary wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella, and that we, was the only. But we know, like, like, but we know, like Cena's the one that cut that off. So it was like, um. It doesn't like, matter. It's a line to pop the crowd. It ain't got it. Ha- it doesn't. It doesn't right. matter. It, 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 oh, it just has. To, yeah. That's that's that was the line. Roman got to pop the crowd. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But Cena the Cena got, one, the Cena stuff was even worse. And I, I think she'll get to Cena it. Cena okay. got you. You almost ruined Seth Rollins, and you ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. Okay. Uh, it's like the height of unreality. So like, right, right. I, I think why the first feud actually went off better, like in the promos, is because the stuff Cena was saying was more accurate. And then right. I think what where Roman misstepped the first few were where he like, you know, he was a baby face blatantly lying that the t- yeah. yeah, that the um at the time, and this was like when they were going back and forth and he was saying I'm like a drug test, you won't get past me, I thought that like I thought that was, I hope that Roman agreed to that line because otherwise, like, you are, you're undercutting a baby face with the truth, right? Um, I don't care about PEDs, but Roman was on, got a pop for PEDs at that time. But, um, so for me, I, in retrospect, I enjoyed the part where Roman got needled at the time, even though I liked Roman because, like, clearly this whole entire run of pushing this guy to the top Y'all started it too soon. The crowd didn't didn't accept right. it. Y'all didn't make really much adjustments. He didn't change his character. He didn't really grow that much, even though he kept improving as a performer that they wanted him to be. But the crowd resented him so much that, like, by the time he became the guy that was that was that they thought he could be, the crowd had already said had made it such an uphill struggle to begin with. Like they wrote it off. Like. Right. So, in retrospect, looking back at that, like they shouldn't have went that route. They should have. Obviously, it shouldn't even been on the fucking undercard of no, no mercy. It should have been a WrestleMania feud, <laughs> but whatever. So, going back to this, like, I remember having an issue with, Ro- with Roman saying, like, he's a baby face, and he's saying, like, tickets, WWE's better without you, and, and ticket sales are way up, and he, and then Cena's looking around at the crowd, and then, like, you get the pictures from on, from, on Twitter of, like, Cena staring to, like, the camera side, and it's half empty, and it's like, why would the fuck would you say that as a baby yeah. face of as, as MC of the show in front of a half uh, empty stadium? So now John so Cena me, now, is the baby face. Roman's fully a heel is no longer a face versus face feud. And John Cena is saying like the opposite of, of the truth. The only reason why uh, Dean Ambrose even lasted that long in WWE is because he because lo- he loves Roman so goddamn much. Right. Right. And, and like th- this is where it gets fucked up for me like with the stuff like I don't mind like when people do like the work shoot stuff right, right, right. But, like but like put two feet in it like don't put like one foot in it and then like try to slap my head with it be- because like if you're going to traffic in the truth like let it be the truth and it's going to resonate like more so like when he said that stuff about um uh like with you ran mox out of uh wwe i think our homeboy jamie described it the best it was like 
so like <laughs> he was like Roman Reigns, you suck so bad, like that Moxley like had to say things about about uh, your cancer to leave the company. Like it, it was just like yeah, right. it, 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 it was all fun. right. One of the reasons why he leaves is because Vince wants him to say something so disgusting that he will refuse to say it and believes that if that got out, somebody should be fired for it. It's like, no. Like, that is you the absolute... It's funny because the the whole is such good shit right. joke comes out of right. Dean being run out because of Vince. Right. Like, okay. I'm just want to veer off the subject topic just a little bit sure Dean Ambrose ain't doing anything drastically different like as far as card position where he is now the difference is he's not doing goofy shit right he's having a lot more fun and he's not made right. like an idiot like he's not showing up as a world champion like he's not casino. a royal clown <laughs> right exactly right. He's, he's, he's not doing stuff that the owner just think oh that's hilarious like stupid ass shit right that's the reason he left I don't mind the work shoots. And then Roman was handicapped. Obviously, you gave you have John Cena stand in the ring and call Roman Reigns the most protected person. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. This man beat the Nexus single handedly <laughs> right. after being DDP'd on the concrete. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Roman Reigns got the brakes beat off of him, bled. Yep. And still lost in the main event of WrestleMania 34. So, that, right. so as somebody who has watched Roman's whole journey, I don't mind you taking shots at him. Make him accurate. And also, why do you... Ha- See, it's something weird to me. Every time Cena gets around Roman, Vince loses his mind or he's resentful or and it's like everybody like everybody can't be a robot that's just dedicated to WWE and you know what I think it is it's just like you're never going to find that guy I I think I think I think Vince was like thought Cena like he could roll another Cena off from an assembly line and I think they never found out who like Roman was at his like the the time we needed it to find so out who long. he was. So long. It took so long. And then you break down the motivations of each man wanting when it, when you look at it, it looks like okay, Roman Reigns says he is doing this to to further the legacy of his family. He's doing this so everybody in his family can eat. Also, so that he can try to move wrestling forward. John Cena said he came back because he tired of Roman. Like you came back because you jealous. And he's not even. He didn't appoint. In the promo, he said Uh Roman Reigns was the best chance they had. So basically, not only are you burying Roman, burying everybody on the fucking card, and you're not even coming back to try to get over or help the other people break through that like are quote unquote being held down by Roman's underhanded tactics with his cousins. Yeah. Um, I I just think that, I just think that when they get to these matches now, like they're so, or these certain matches with Roman versus another golden boy that Vince has that like, I feel like he just has nothing anymore. Like, you point like we talked about and went back to No Mercy on 17 and you look at WrestleMania 34 and just like 
all of these feuds have came down to two two grown ass adults basically more or less arguing over who loves Vince more, and it's like that. Why is that interesting? It's not. It's supposed to be about the fight and about the championship and about the emotions. It's supposed to be about the characters. I personally, a lot of this backstage stuff, yeah, it's fun to gossip, and, but when I tune into the show, I don't be caring about none of that. I know some people do, but I don't care about that. You give me a story, give me a character, unless you like somebody who's done some reprehensible shit outside the ring, I really don't care mm-hmm. about, oh, well, the boss, well, like, everybody's supposed to try to get light by the person who's booking the show. How is that a bad thing? But it's really like if Vince likes you, that's a kiss of death for certain wrestling. And also, I did want to touch on this. I find it ironic. John Cena referenced Punk in his promo and he's just he's so enjoying the fact that he's close to being an internet darling that he's always wanted to be and he never got. Well, that, that, just, that's why you got 2015 it's PWG. So scene. funny, he referenced CM Punk. You were the nigga CM Punk was talking about. <laughs> well, how you gonna reference him? Well, you gotta remember also CM Punk loves John Cena too, so it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah, like you you always see like weird, pictures of them. Like, and... When he was raging against the machine, nigga, you're the machine. You stand yeah. the machine. What are you? Remember when CM Punk called him, say you're not the Red Sox, you're the Yankees, you're the and Cena decked him. He's the Yankees, and he's still the Yankees. Right. That man always gonna be pinstriped up. Yeah, absolutely. And and and, and Roman, Paul Roman, he like the the Marlins and the Mariners or whoever. He like some team don't nobody really even care about. Like for real, like I love him to death. I do, but he will. Is he? He's he's been kneecapped and handicapped and pushed too soon. Debated about even today. Debated about dissected. That is never ever going to be just about what he do out there. It's going to be always got to be something extra. That's true. Always got to be something extra. That's why they they don't ever need to turn him face again. Besides that, he's a natural heel. You don't think there's like a legend babyface running him? Yeah, after a while, after they miss... See, here's the thing, and this is my opinion on men's wrestling in general. I'm bored with it. I am. I am. Especially because the bookers of all these major companies, they love white men. And I'm t- I've seen white men do everything there is to do in wrestling. I don't care. Not that much. It's like, oh yeah, that's interesting, but I'm that's not something. Oh, I need to go out of my way to see. And they're still stuck on this today in 2021. So it's like I'm more interested in what women's wrestling has to offer, just overall. And I feel a lot of people don't understand that when Roman Reigns leaves that company, it's like it's a lot of dudes, but they're not gonna be able to take that load on it's a a really shitty position for WWE because they believe in the one guy thing when it's like it shouldn't 
there's no one there's no one promotion that's running on one guy no more like there's no like i love austin i love rock like there is no hulk hogan guy that where like if he's not on your house shows the 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 gate drops 30 percent anymore like the point is to make as many stars as possible so that you don't have to rely on somebody all the goddamn time so they get overexposed like the approach that the, the, I, I wish so much in like looking back at like the, the runs of WWF that I have loved uh, over the last uh, 11 years or so, give or take, is that like either somebody got incredibly hot, they had a feud or two feuds going on one show at the same time that basically basically carried the, sh- the, the one of episodic television they were on or... It was like the brand split at 2016 and SmackDown had it to where basically like you're going to have this to look forward to in this week or in two weeks or in three weeks. And like so many of these different approaches that work in these runs that I've loved of uh, of the main roster. It was working on NXT in 2018 through 2019 to the ended up until actually until Portland happened and then pandemic happened. And is what AEW tries to do or, you know, where it's like every single week before that show fucking ends, you know, all, you know, damn near every single match or all, every single match that is going to be on next week. You're going to know something that's going to be happening in two weeks. And you may even know something's going to happen in three weeks, but like the part where like they have almost made their television because they have so much of it that they don't even, it feels like, like they just don't even try because it's such an uphill battle to try to fill right. five hours television that they don't even try to give you something for to look, to look forward to. And it feels like I'm watching baseball, which I, as a kid, I love now. I do. I don't even bother to follow. And like, yeah, for me, it's just like, all you, all you have to do is build towards stuff in like, Trip NXT has been a mess since the pandemic hit at times, but Triple H can always build towards something over three weeks, regardless of how bad it ever he he tries to zig or zag or it gets screwed up or his plans get changed because they're developmental after all, or whatever. He can always find a way to wipe or clean or set the table for, towards something in two or three weeks, whether it's you know like New uh, New Year's Evil or. Um, the the takeover television show or whatever, like and Vince doesn't. It seems like, and he used to do this all the time. Like in hell, like even recently, as like remember how they built towards the Batista Triple H feud for WrestleMania thirty five. Like they used Ric Flair's seventieth birthday to then shoot that angle, and they built and they promoted that for weeks that they're going to bring Rick on. It's gonna be seventieth birthday, and then they. You know, they did it, and then, you know, like, Batista was very good in that build, and Triple H were very good in that build. The match didn't work out, but it was like, that was just straightforward television. They built towards something, they gave you something that, that you weren't expecting that was better, and then, like, you had two guys talk about their past because they've wrestled other a bunch of times, and they yelled at each other because they hated each other, and then the match didn't work out, but it's like, that's how you, that's... That's how the bills like that's simple wrestling. Why? It's and it's I think I think Cena and Roman like they missed the boat. They on, never did in WWE. Like they're like, yo, they could turn this to like a generational thing. And they it's could like absolutely. They don't. They don't think like that. Like they don't no. think to to say, hey, 
Cena, you lost this to this man like four years ago when you were younger, when you were faster, when when you were like, and it's like you could do a lot of cool segments like like why and you're here now and you've been away like how, why should he even take you serious like there's the like, last time like and you're seen, you're old like the last time he was seen he was being off in the abyss somewhere with the fiend right <laughs> okay Too I guess sweet. we can't bring that up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, know. you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but Alexa like, Bliss still no walking exists. around like the way she is. So the company is a is a mess, and it just seems like it's too. It's Vince used to make decisions and just do it, and I don't know what happened, where he's going, who he's listening to. It just it, it don't seem like there's. Any direction other than okay, Fox told me I need to have these people on SmackDown. <laughs> so I'm gonna put them <laughs> on SmackDown, and then I guess the rest, everybody else on Raw, and that's how I think is that's how it's been seeming to me. Even with outside of this feud, talk about Seth Rollins and how he's had momentum, and they lost it so many times. And it's like, well, what happened? And it's, you could trace it back to a booking decision that they made that everybody said they shouldn't have did. Yeah, no fin- a, a ref stoppage in a hell on a cell. Like, if you're going to do that with The Fiend, you either go all in, stop being a pussy, and do it, or leave that alone. And they dragged ass on him. It was like, and I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed the the firefight, funhouse, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. I knew when he got in the ring, it was going to fall apart. But I was hoping. You know what I'm saying? I was right. hoping. Right. But I just, I, God bless Bray Wyatt. But in the ring, he's never been the one to. Tanya, we have audio from 2013 where we essentially laid his career out. What was gonna happen to him? Yeah, like his first match was that um that uh Inferno match uh against Kane at Summer 2013. I said that I shit sucked. That. I said that shit sucked. They end up having they end up basically just they basically did like the cage match finish where it's like they got guys on the outside, they get into the cage or they went over the top with a fire return thing and then they laid them out and I was like, bro, these are matches. It's not gonna work and. Whatever this Sister Abigail stuff is, eventually, like, they're going to have to get to a point to where they have to pull the trigger and have a next development. It can't be J.J. Abrams' mystery box bullshit. Well, all they kept doing was kept finding new different mystery boxes every single time, whether he has yep. dreadlocks or he uh, or he's putting smut on his face uh, and looking like blackface or... He's uh, a or, or he becomes uh Mr. Rogers, and it kept being more mystery box shit. And I remember when the bu- I remember when the buzzer came out uh in that vignette where the buzzer came out. and I heard him laugh. I was like, "Oh my god, that's Bray Wyatt!" And he has a literal mystery box this time. And I was like, I remember when he beat um at SummerSlam against uh when he beat Finn Balor and sent him to NXT. I was like, "Look." That entrance is is incredible. That mu- the remix rock music of his uh, entrance is awesome. He's over with the crowd. They have them something. Don't fuck it up. It took them two months to fuck it up. <laughs> 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 like here's the thing with me, right? 
I have my taste for wrestling. I don't have much patience for bullshit and goofiness. I want to see people. Um, I wanted to treat. I want to be treated similar to a sport, right? Like that's why I'm a wrestling fan, not necessarily the sports entertainment stuff that Vince is, you know, uses as an excuse to not do traditional pro wrestling, right? Like the hottest shit they normally do is always goes back in his heart to the central pro wrestling. Guy X doesn't. Guy X is going to fight Guy Y over either pride or money or or a love interest or something. And there's a tension for why they're going to fight, and eventually they're going to fight for a title, and then eventually uh, resolve it in the ring, and then they go from there. Like that's that's the simplest that simplest thing. Man or woman, it's we, there's goals. There's there's something at at conflict, and we're going to solve the conflict in the ring and whatever else. All this other stuff is you know, is window dressing around what the simple thing is, it is like, um, I remember, um, watching this, uh, YouTube video explaining, like, the Pixar process of why they tell so great, so many great character, characterful stories, and why they're successful at storytelling, and they said that, like, they, one, they do this thing where they workshop, where they have a bunch of different, um, producers and directors, when somebody comes up to pitch an idea, they all, send it out and they basically workshop it through or whatever else. And I thought that's pretty cool to collaborate with the people to kind of, you know, make sure you're heading the right direction. But this person pointed out that like, you basically break it down to a simplest bits, the once upon a time theory, like once upon a time there was X and then any A, B, C, D, C, G of just breaking down, like writing out like the, you know, the process of a story and a plot and what comes up, how they overcome it or how they stumble, how they change and adapt and sacrifice to overcome and get to what they want to be at the end or whatever else happily ever after. Right. Like this fairy tale line out for telling story, telling a story like a Disney, like a Disney or Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. You all the window dressing or all the great stories we've ever had and watched in wrestling over the years. Think about it. Decades of wrestling watching among, amongst us three decades. Right. Yeah. All of it comes down to person X, person Y, or parties X and party Y, and they fighting over uh, over X, Y, or Z. Who gives a fuck? You just got to give us a reason to want to to want us to understand the tension, and then we go from there. They and then we go from there week to week to week, month month to month, even year to year to years uh, with breaks in between. Vince thinks he's figured out a different wheel. <laughs> because because there's five hours of television or seven hours depending if you want to include NXT because seven hours of weekly episode of live television he thinks there's new wheels ain't no new wheels it's window dressing and that's why yeah. you get the the bad title challenger that lose a million matches because it happened it worked one time with with, with uh, Daniel Bryan so gotta be so we'll do it with Bailey we'll do it with Finn Balor we'll do it with Sami Zayn we'll do it with Ricochet all the, Three weeks. You got three weeks. It didn't work. You didn't get over. Because because we, we 50-50 you in the first few weeks. And it's like, I, I just, I just, that's why I don't care anymore. Um, I, Like, I love all the all the wrestlers. There's still some, my favorite wrestlers are still in WWE. The most of them, the largest concentration of my favorite wrestlers and on the scene wrestling active today are still in WWE. But... You, when you bring back John Cena after not being around since 2020 to face the biggest heel on the block in the industry, and the feud comes down to like the stuff you you detailed exquisitely, Tanya, and all of it comes down to essentially is we're too daddy loves me more than you, right? Why, why would I want to watch that? 
Exactly. Like, I, I, I hope. I'm going to watch because I like both of them dudes, and I hope they have a great match. And, like, quite frankly, I thought Cena fucked off so much in their first match that they couldn't have yes. a good match. So, but yes. I hope, so I hope that, like, this they can, they can have a banger. And, you know, me and me and Rich over years have been like, look, man, this feud, this build for this pay-per-view has sucked in WWE. Hopefully they can save it in the ring. And they've had plenty of those. Charlotte and Sasha did a shit ton of saving in the ring in 2016. Mm-hmm. Bailey and I'm not sorry, um, Sasha and Bianca, WrestleMania yeah, Night One, they saved yeah. it in the ring. It's I hope they can save it in the ring. Give me some memorable because like, it just feels like they they were like these hey, two these two got... need to have these two need to have a great match. These are two of the greatest wrestlers in WWE history. Two of the greatest uh, over 250 pound dudes in WWE history. And me and uh, Richard talking about this. Uh, when uh, earlier in the year, when like McIntyre and Roman were like giving us bangers on pay per view on a pr- like every you know for like a three three pay per views in a row, we were like, look, man, the Roman and, and Drew McIntyre, two of the greatest you know Vince McMahon guys in the ring they've ever had. I love watching Drew on pay per views. I love watching Roman's main event matches. Sometimes they get melodramatic, but at least like they're starting to it, and when they bang, they do bang. So they need to have. I want them to have a great match. I really do. It's like they have a stadium and they needed a show when I look at the card mm. rather than they have a show and they need a stadium. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought of it. Yeah. I've never thought of, of, of it like that, but that's a... That's a, like an old never, phrase I that, I, that I've heard I before. I wasn't uh, high on Seth Rollins versus Edge. However... Oh, man. <laughs> however, I like the way they've built it and I feel like if they could extend it because it seems more personal. Now, just having a straight-up match. But mm-hmm. Seth Rollins was talking about ending his man's, like, ability to walk and take care of his kids. This is... So, beyond, be- okay, so I know what happened when he screwed him in this title in the title match uh, at the last pay-per-view. Yeah. So where did they go from there exactly? Because like, obviously, like, you know, Edge has been a killer promo ever since he came back. The matches have been either good, have been either been very good or not. So I think like, he's got it, the highest, like, swing rate. Like, it could go, yeah. it could go like a pendulum. Just, yeah. Because like, think about it. He has two bangers. Work. Like, for example, right? Like, I think they're all well thought out and he has a lot of heart into and, and passion into, and, and into his matches. But, like, their only match for me I thought the middle part sagged too much for me. Um, and like, but like the WrestleMania match with Daniel Bryan, that was a banger. The, uh, the greatest match ever match. It wasn't the greatest match ever, but like it was a four and a quarter star match. That match was great. Um, the first match he had back with Orton, it went to, it went to, it was good. And then like, it, it just kept going forever. And it went yeah, way too fucking long. The one long. at WrestleMania? Right, right. WrestleMania yeah, 36. Yeah. So, like, so for me, that. it's like, <laughs> It, like he said, the variance is is a wide variance, a wide variance. So, um, what is what is Seth's motivation? I know he said he wanted a title shot. He lost the money in the bank, he so he basically snapped and screwed Edge. So, where so where did that take us after he screwed Edge? Well, Edge attacked him to get his revenge, okay. and, and they had a face to face. And Seth Rollins, he said that. He's the person that's that's meant to beat Roman Reigns for the championship. So his motivation is that if he can't win it, he's going to stop Edge from doing so. 
Then Edge. What a hater. Anyone he, but he, you. He, he, anyone he, but you. It's like the yeah. Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, anyone but you. But it's, but it's, but it's, that was just surface level. This okay. is getting okay. deeper. Fair enough. Fair because enough. Edge brought up like the similarities that they may have as characters. Edge always does that. And he said, "Is it, he did it with Roman, but it, I was like, mm, I don't know about that one. But <laughs> he does, well, that's his thing. That's his, like, you know how Jericho just does, alike. you know how Jericho does the promo where he's like, where the, where the hook is, well, what happens when you fail? Like, you have all this pressure apps when you fail. Like, that's a that's a classic Jericho uh, yeah. hook. Rome Edge has this promo where he's like, he comes back, he'll talk to the New Day, point out, like, the similarities of this five-second pose and some of the goofiness the New Day does or whatever else, and says, like, we... You you basically glommed off me to, like the like the raw one or sorry the SmackDown one thousand promo where Becky tells him to get his head to get his ass out the ring without tripping oh, his, yeah. his, his lame uh. neck out. They talked about the steampunk and the jackets and the smoke. Like he that's his go to staple of like finding yeah, similarities right. in character uh, to find a, a middle ground. Like it's very it's very like fo- foley ish of like being the person that like the of the finding the common ground and then like pointing out the differences of why there's going to be a conflict like so like i love edge i love edge as a promo but so so sorry tanya um he pointed so talk about what he pointed out and then and uh go from there sorry so he he pointed out like you know the the cash-ins and things like that so Mm -hmm. that really upset Steph. he was like no i am not edge light so the next week he came out with a video package so he was like yes Edge may have cashed in first Money in the Bank winner, but Seth Rollins was at WrestleMania in the cash-in of the century. Like, the video package was very well done. And he was saying that Edge was ups- Edge is upset because Seth Rollins is a better version of him. And he's still talking about crippling the man. So I feel like where it's going to go is it's going to be some type of disqualification. Somebody's going to go too far at SummerSlams, and Seth Rollins might be able to get away. Extreme Rules, I think, is the next uh, pay-per-view. So just to me, it will make sense for the level that they have that it would be like, you know, like a blood feud type of match. But, you know, Vince is weird. He might he might just have a decisive finish, but it feels it feels like there shouldn't be one. I'm surprised it's not like a step match and off rip because you know they're quick to do that now. Yeah, but it's it's been nothing unless they change it tomorrow. But it's been nothing. This is straight up a match, I think. <sighs> Rich, what what do you what do you think we're going to get out of this match? Man, um, between Seth Rollins and Edge, we got two guys that love to be disappointed in their, their reactions, and they <sighs> the 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 way they feel about their matches doesn't tend to match um, at times. Uh, what the audience feels about them. I think we're headed for like the king of the like this is gonna be some three star special, three and a half, uh-huh. and maybe three and a quarter, and people are gonna try to sell it to us as like this match of the year candidate, and I'm just probably gonna be like, What? Um <laughs> Seth Rollins, like we we've detailed, you know, Seth Rollins like in his um uh, this downward fall match quality wise um the last couple years um edge you know he likes to he likes to go at a slow pace he likes to go um, long we know that much and long so 
Um, I like, I think if you're Seth, Seth Rollins, you have to accept the challenge because like a lot of people wanted to see this match um, simply because like their characters like go with each other. Right. And people mm-hmm. have, you know, always known Seth Rollins as this work rate guy, but as he's stepped back on that, that reputation is still intact. So this would be a good time for him to try to like slap some heads and be like, yeah, I'm still great. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, besides I that, think, I, 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 think I, I'm though, I think he's been focusing more on his character work rather than the, like being a work rate guy over mm-hmm. the past, like, to ever since the like the fiend incident, oh god, so to speak, I feel like he he was more focused on his character work. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe he just wasn't as focused on the wrestling, or it suffered because he was focused on his character. I don't know. I think that, that's interesting because, like, I think um, what no. There was been a drop off, been like the the real. Del- there's two del- there's two lines in delineation. When he tore his ACL in 2015, like before that happened, he was one of the very best wrestlers in the world. One of the best wrestlers in the ring we had, bell to bell, anywhere. New Japan at the time, Noah at the time, Stardom wherever, right? And then Ring of Honor, all that. And then he came back. And it was almost like watching like uh, first retirement. Jordan is like he'll still go out there and give you thirty any given night, but all world defense, like the guy that's like jumping out the gym, flip uh, flip dives over the top, Phoenix splashes. You 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 might get that once or twice a year, um, and then like. After they came off one of them blood money Saudi Arabia shows and like the Meltzer erroneous report about the uh, locker room leader thing, once he made his character the locker room leader heal, and then became and then tra- was transitioning him to the Messiah stuff or was it or with the proto beginning of the Messiah stuff, like that was his death, and uh like that's when he stepped into the character stuff, but like the character stuff was so uninspiring. Um, like the drip God stuff, whatever he's calling himself now. Like I think people, I, I know I, I've seen people say that they like it, how much they like it. I don't know. Like Tanya, how much, how much do you actually like, maybe there's even an delineation since he screwed edge, but like this year, like with the, with the, with the clothes and now with edge, like what, what, what have you liked with him? Because like, I haven't seen much of, it. I just see the stuff he wears and I'm just like, Okay, he's wearing something goofy. Like I see a bunch of people wear goofy stuff every single week. It's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he has an interesting twist on that. Um, the uh, the thing that I like about the character is that the character is delusional. Okay. The character is uh, he, he's very delusional and sadistic, and like. Take a bitch eye out. But, but that was the Messiah stuff. That, I don't know <laughs> oh, if that's the okay. same thing. But, uh, but no, that was a, oh, that was with his feud with Cesaro. He had jumped Cesaro. Mm-hmm. The same way that
Okay. But mostly it's just the suits, and he, he, mostly it's like a male version of Bailey's character. And people, like, I love Bailey to death. People put that character over, but it was just a, a, like too goofy by half for me. Just a little mm-hmm. too goofy. Ding you know dong. Right. It's just, a, it's just a, like, it's just like, let's, let's pull it back. Because in a real fight, I would not be scared of you at all. I would be laughing at you. And he, like her feel with Bianca, it was, it was, the matches were, were great. But the feel was just like, are you trying to tell me this big, tall, statue ass, ass kicking black woman talking about bullying? <laughs> being laughed at, being laughed at. Yeah, yeah with the, I forgot the Thunderdome laughs in the face. That yeah, that sucked. But the, at least the match like, was at least the match was very good. Grown woman with a college degree. Stop this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it, it, sometimes Seth's character ventures into that territory, but I wonder. Are they tagging if, now? Like a mixed tag, Seth and uh, Seth and Bailey. Now she's injured. She's injured. ACL. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, it, it it felt like sort of in the same vein, except his outfits are a lot more flashier. I like okay. when he gets more sadistic and more, like, if, at first he was just floating, doing stuff for no reason on SmackDown. But now, like, that he has Roman in his sights, and he's like, he's saying he's, he actually said he's the heir to the Universal Championship was I like the way he puts it like heirs are born like that's the wrong word <laughs> but you know I like that he's using the wrong word because it adds to his delusion like right. he's just supposed to be the one to be wrong mm-hmm. I don't know how they're gonna work that coming down the line because he has made himself such a despicable character and Roman Reigns is the tribal chief so they're both bad guys Hill versus Hill <laughs> for Wrestlemania first time ever Listen, I I would love to see those two face each other at WrestleMania. Should have already happened. Thank you. However, this current version of Seth Rollins, it, it, it does nothing going up against the current version of the Tribal Chief. It's just it's in opposition of each other. So I don't know. But it, it looks like that's where they're going. They've teased. They, they've had moments where they faced off. They teased each other like two pay per views in a row. They yep. teased it. Right. So I just don't. I just don't know how they get to that. Seth Rollins and Edge. Who, who, you, who you got as the winner? Seth Rollins versus who? Versus Edge. Oh, I'm saying that it's going to be like a no contest type. Disqualification type thing. Bow. <laughs> okay, so we know there's a chance it happens, yeah. right? But yeah. like in the in the in the event that they that they do come through and decide to give and decide to, to give the good people a a, a a Scooby snack and have a clean finish, who will you have as the winner? I I think you have to have Edge win because he hasn't won anything since the Royal Rumble. One would think. Point. One would think that like this, this, you know, long chasing baby face that has been, yeah, being paid like three million dollars a year, right? He's getting hold on, that, wait, he's that, getting paid. How, no, he's getting paid. Pay how much money? He's getting paid three million dollars a year because uh, For what? he 
remember, okay, so so what happened with him was uh, he wasn't cleared. He okay. did a lot of work on his neck and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked to Tony Khan. An offer was made to, uh, from AEW. Oh, wow. He talked to Vince. Then Vince oh, said, wow. hey, go go to Maroon, the same dude that we had do the, you know, the, the wishy-washy shit over the years with Daniel Bryan. Daniel and then magically Daniel as you know when Daniel Bryan magically was um was contract, contract was come was gonna be up within a year he got cleared to wrestle again and then they told me how these dates and you know all the stuff with um with Nikki Nikki I'm sorry um Bree and, and the ties to the company he decided to re up so with Edge Edge has uh Beth is now an announcer on NXT yeah one of the uh, main ones. Yes, yes, she's uh, she's the her, she's there with um with uh, I forgot his name. He's good, but Wait, he's forgettable. Barrett. I, I don't no, know. No, Barrett's good. Barrett's a good. Barrett is a is a is the good heel announcer that you would expect him to be. Um, Beth at the beginning struggled, but now like she is, she is you know she is where she's she's not that good yet, but she is like she's she's not awful anymore. She was awful at start, but like that was her first time starting out. Now she's okay. Um, I forgot who the name of the commentator is at the Moro left, but uh, but he used to do U- NXT UK, and he's Vic the, Joseph. Vic Joseph, like he's like he's fine for what WWE wants. He's not offensive at all. He's kind of he's very like much like Phillips. Like Phillips is inoffensive. He's unforgettable, and he's everything you like. What Michael? He's the person that like Michael Cole is is what Michael Cole is groomed the person to be of just like being competent. Like Michael Cole doing commentary stinks. Michael Cole being the person that that helps the person on commentary, like give the vision of what Vince wants on products, or when he's not getting motherfucked with Vince in his ear, is way better than when is Michael Cole in the chair and he's getting motherfucked by Vince. It is it is shocking. Like he's he's a way better coach than an actual player. You know what I'm saying? But um, anyway, um, back to Edge. Ed, so Edge ended up getting cleared. Um. And then he signed, and then they gave him three million a year for was it three years, two years? I can't remember. Maybe three years. Yeah. <sighs> well, the thing you gotta remember that was, that was when the this, money was exploding. This was like, at the time the when like time. they was giving everybody in the five yeah. year deals to re like so the, uh, to try to wait, sit out, the, uh, wait out uh, AW. AJ yes. Styles' friends. Yes. Also. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes. Okay. But he's gonna actually get paid because. He will go to AEW in a heartbeat and given his promos, given his passion for the business, they would they would use him to great they would use him to great effect. Um as opposed to uh Gallows Anderson, which is like, you know, they came they came in with AJ Styles and the second they detached from AJ Styles, it didn't matter worth a damn. Yeah. So um so yeah, like he's getting paid three million dollars a year. He's been cutting these great promos the last two years, talking about his drive to get back, his drive to win back a belt and everything. (laughs) Like, it would be nice if they threw the people a bone. It would be nice if they threw the baby face a bone. Yeah. I mean, they got to start. Why are they paying him all this money? (laughs) Think how much money they pay Rey Mysterio. mm -mm. We don't know how much they're paying Rey Mysterio, but we know what Rey Mysterio goes for and the the price he commands. So, and think how they treat Rey Mysterio. He'll know how to probably get paid guys on the roster. He, like, may or may not be on a given show. Like, he can mess around and be on a pre-show or something. Right. Yeah, Um, Rey Rey Mysterio, uh, he's 
sometimes I watch him and I'm like, I was I was like 14 watching this man. And sometimes I watch his matches. I'm like, this is a clone. They replaced a legend. That. A legend. This is a clone. Like Gucci. Check this out, Tanya. So they brought Hooventude back out. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah. yeah, to yeah. to fight Jericho, right? And he he had, you know he was rusty. He had he had he had wrestled very little during the pandemic, or whatever else. And like the first half of that match, he looked like he shouldn't be on TV. And then eventually they got the respectability of him and Jericho. And then my my first thought was, Ray Mysterio's a goddamn alien. It's something. It's something going on. Ray, that we need to investigate. Ray Mysterio has. <laughs> Ray Mysterio has been, I am 30, I turned 34 in November. Ray Mysterio has been great ever, ever since I was a toddler. Great, not good, great. Like he was like the rookie of the year in like 1992 1990? or 1992 right. or something. You ever heard a story about that with uh, DDP? About him winning Observer Rookie of the Year? Yes, oh, no. I, I have. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. DDP, um... He talked about how hard he worked to because he made it so late into the business and Dusty believing him and stuff. And, you know, he would uh, he you know, he thought for sure there's nobody was better than me this year in the world as a rookie. I'm winning this, not like going away. And then he pulls up the observer list and sees that he didn't win rookie of the year. And it's some dude named Ray Mysterio uh, Jr. And he's like, who the hell is this? What is what is triple A? So, <laughs> he, so 1996, Ray comes in. His first match is on pay per view. I forgot what pay per view was. Oh, it was against Great but American it was, Bad. But it was against against Dean Malenko. He sees that and he's like, "Oh, of 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 course he won. He's way better than I'll ever be." <laughs> <laughs> I love DDP. Yeah, DDP is great, man. DDP is great. That was that was one of my favorite DDP That's stories. Crazy. Yeah, but I'm just I'm stuck on the three million dollars. <laughs> hey, that was the price of like, the brick. You don't yeah. want the brick? Somebody else will pay for it. Yeah. Listen, see, this is this is why, even though I do not watch AEW a lot, mm-hmm. I root for them to continue because seeing wrestlers get that much money out of this. It just warms my heart. Yes. Like it's even such, for, it comes from such a good place. Like, <laughs> do you know when Roman Reigns' contract come back up? I want I want him to take that man for everything he possibly can. Do you understand? I have I a think question. Roman resigned recently. He he might not be up for like four years five, or something. Four or like five that. years. Yeah. I have a question, Tanya, for you. Yeah. Do you want him to continue wrestling or do you want him to build a, or do you want like or do you want an extra strategy for him to I think I've talked to you about this a little bit before but like what do you want for him as far as his career or his health or all of that or like or a game plan like cuz I kind of like I kind of want him and Becky to like to to leave Yes, uh, and, I want, and go to go to Hollywood uh, and Sa- Sasha too. At this point, I want him when his contract comes up. I want him to be in a place where he is able to go make other projects outside of wrestling because I think he uh, he's too good for wrestling. And continue and, wrestling or <laughs> stop wrestling altogether. 
I want him to continue to get a check every once in a while. Okay. And show up. Okay. Like, you know, drop in. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm back. Can to get my pay-per-view, my WrestleMania check. How y'all doing? <laughs> then dip. You know, mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And then after that, just, you know, every once in a while. But, like, I want this to be his last contract wrestling full-time for them. I think he's giving them enough of his time and soul and body. <laughs> yeah, and like, I think that's the thing for me. It's kind of like, I like these people so much that, like, if that's what they want to do, like, more power to them is their body, is their choice to do all that kind of stuff. But, like, with the people like Sasha with Mandalorian, with Becky getting looks to, do, you know, having a, a, a inkling for, for, you know, something outside, something bigger. Um, Roman with the, uh, the Hobbs, uh, you know, um, part or whatever else, or the Hobbs and Shaw part or whatever else is like. If that's what you want to do, I hope, if that's if that's what you want to do, and you're tired of throwing your head at the ground and uh, in, in the way that uh, in the word CM Punk, go do it. Because right. I just see so much passion that all these people have, and I'm just like, how is this creatively fulfilling? Like the last, right? You know, They're the, not being met where they. Like their passion, I don't. It doesn't seem like Vince is meeting their passion. It seems like it's flipping. There, it seems like they're giving their all, their whole life to it. Right, and it's just he could take it or leave it. It's and, really flipping yeah. to him. Yeah, and like I watch, we talk about this often when like these pay per views stink. It's like these people bust their ass. They're killing themselves. Yeah, and the only oh, except for Randy Orton, but like. Like I well, like they're a lot better than me. Yeah. I've been I've been looking around that Thunderdome like Yeah. Right. <laughs> like I am not about to like I got sent a clip today um from NXT UK. Some dude took this bump over the top rope. Like he was running at the rope, someone pulled it down from the outside and he did a flip onto like his arm and neck and I was like Did he not catch Why? any apron? He didn't catch any no, apron, no apron. Or rope? No wow. apron. It was wow. just straight to the ground. I was like, "There's no one in there. What are you right. doing?" Right. <laughs> and and and, that, and that's I'm gonna thing. forward it to y'all. Okay, appreciate you. So I the thing, Kevin Nash. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. I always, right. I think, what would Kevin Nash do in a lot of situations? Right. And the thing for me is just like, I respect that these people are in love. Most of these people for the fact that they like are that professional, care that much, and give a damn. And then like when these pay per views stink because like the wrestling is good, but they do a fuck finish here, fuck finish there. And there's no baby faces as it seems for like two hours of a three hour pay per view and stuff. And I'm just like, hey man, you got all these people busting their ass for you, and like you and like Vince and Pritchard are in the back like laughing and thinking that these people are marks because they want to entertain their fans. That that the fans because the fans came to watch a good wrestling show. And I'm just like, yo, this is so like fundamentally fucked. Right. It is. And it, it, it I would I would be more forgiving if it was just coming from a cold hard business standpoint if it was just capitalism but there's a lot of pettiness and like i don't know like i don't know how they've been able to sustain it this long the level of pettiness for no reason They've just been. I feel like they've just been stuck in. They, they've been so insulated for years now. Like, cause we we were doing like the show 
as that changeover was happening, like pretty much like like in 2015, they were kind of still a traditional wrestling company, even through the launch of the network. Like the launch of the network, like changed them. Like they lost a shit ton of money that year in the launch. And then after that, when the new TV deals kicked in, the company changed forever because like any statistic you could use to measure who's contributing to what kind of bottom line. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And then the ones like even merchandise, it's such a small percentage of like what's overall brought into WWE. And it don't even that matter. almost doesn't matter either. It don't even matter. Like think about it like this, right? Going into WrestleMania 34, the two top merch sellers were Roman and AJ, and Roman was close to AJ. They didn't give a fuck. <laughs> that's and 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 that could have been a WrestleMania match right there. Like it's certain things. It's like. Why do you do the things you do when you do them? Right. And sometimes you like you can see them like I think honestly like the process is just so toxic and because it's like you'll see and this is how like NXT failed, right? NXT in theory should have been like the easiest layup in the world like from the perspective of okay. Um you don't have to make money. You don't have to make money. You're on the network. Um, we bring in some guys to hoard from the rest of the internet, from the rest of the uh, world, to, cop- to stop a possible AEW from happening. They were they were Skynet before term. They were Skynet and Terminator trying to stop the shit from happening, but the resistance <laughs> still kept crept through. Like yeah, like um, uh. Like like uh, Sarah Connor still was gonna get pregnant regardless, but that they were trying to stop that from happening, right? That seed from getting planted. <laughs> that that was a terrible. Uh, sorry, sorry. I, I apologize. I apologize. That's awful. Forgive me. Forgive me, Arnold. Forgive me, uh, Jason James Cameron. Forgive me. I'm sorry. So um. So, but anyway, like once Daniel Bryan uh breaks through once CM Punk breaks through once the shield breaks through with a CZW guy and a ring of honor guy they don't know how to handle it it's it's <laughs> uh, like the, you got John Cena you got Roman Reigns you got your two shield guys you got Daniel Bryan CM Punk the the the, the 6 foot 2 200 uh, 50 pound threshold that what Vince wants for his guys to be bodybuilders, whatever else, like that's out the window. So <clears throat> once that happens and they start bringing in and they already got a Sami Zayn and a Neville there, excellent wrestlers. Um, and they have the, the makings of Charlotte and, and the horsewoman and, and Sasha and Becky and Bailey and Paige. Oscar. Uh, Oscar came later, but yeah, but like you have all of that, and it's like okay, the, they come up like your stars that were in FCW slash NXT are going to be stars eventually, or they will just base off of aging and you the fact that like you haven't been able to develop any really good talent for a while. Then they develop better talent that is not from the Indies or doesn't have an Indies look to them or whatever else. And then it's like, okay, so you have all these people that are inexperienced at wrestling. The only way you get better at wrestling is by wrestling a lot. 
Um, unless you're one of the lucky naturals, like you're, but you have to be like a Kurt Angle, which means you like you did a lot of stuff very similar to what you already do anyway to be a Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle. So that almost don't even count. Um, you go from there, and it's like, all right, so what you have in the PC is quote unquote body people and people that are very experienced, and it's like, all right. Well, you want to merge the two. And that's what NXT was at the beginning. It was a merging of the two. Like, for every Sami Zayn, there was a Mojo Raleigh. Or, you know, and there was, there was a, Jason jo- a Jason Jordan. And there was a Sean Spears as a tag team, right? So, then over time, it became, we're stockpiling more indie people. And it's like, all right, well, like, the indie people are better because they have all this experience advantage over these other people. No more traditional wrestling, been a bunch of different places and and rows and towns and cities and countries and know what works and what can work compared to these people that are fresh to start. And it's like, all right, so you just want to merge them together, right? And then it's like, all right, you have way too many people for the amount of teaching that needs to be done. So you got seven rings with like a hundred wrestlers. It's like, well, what the fuck? Like it's too it's overload. Like they like I always heard like wrestling trainers say, We only need one ring. Like <laughs> But I mean, think about it. If you have a hundred wrestlers to develop, how many do you think are actually going to develop? Right. Like it's just it's just like it's just simple, right? Do you want your kid in a classroom with fifteen people or with thirty five? It's it's 15. really it's really simple. Yeah. It's really simple. So that happens. And obviously, like, this, this comes with a lot of ambitions for Triple H and a lot of Vince wanting, ev- for the greed of wanting to be in on every dime bag being sold, which is wrestling. And it still happens. Like, we thought about, like, AW still happens. Right. They didn't stop nothing. Right. <laughs> they slowed it down. They potentially slowed it down. But, you know. Like ring, but this could have been all along. This could have been ring, honor, been but ring, ring honor, honor. Never wanted to. Never they 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 were they always wanted to be the middle ground. They didn't want to go big and they didn't want to go small. So they stuck to be in the middle, and now they they don't even they may as well not even, not even exist. Bro, so like they had like a hundred fifty tickets sold in Lakeland and then pulled the show due to COVID reasons. Keep yeah, on, I, you're right. I it, haven't heard anything about. Wow, they I got ton- look. They got tons of good wrestlers there. Yeah, um, dudes that could hang anywhere in the world. But like, yes. there's just no interest in Ring of Honor as a staff, record label, and a crew. And, and think about it. <laughs> we and think about it. We this is the choice we made in New Orleans when we were going. Uh, Tanya, I don't know if you know this, but like, we were we became before the pandemic. We became like the guys that would go or a part of the the group of guys that would go to a WrestleMania week. And then, like, go to all the indie shows that are WrestleMania yeah. to watch all the rest because we're such wrestling fans. Like, to go to the New Orleans 2018 WrestleMania week and to say, hey, I want, I know that the NXT TakeOver is going, is not maybe, is definitely going to be one of the greatest WWE shows of all time. We knew that going in. And then it ended up being even fucking better than we even imagined it was going to be. It ended up being quite possibly the greatest NXT or WWE show ever, Russ in ring wise. And we said, no, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the Ring of Honor show because they have Kota Abushi there. They have Punish versus, uh, they have Punishment Martinez there. They have Hangman Adam Page there. They have uh, 
Uh, I'm sorry. And they're, and they're doing Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega. Let's go. And they had, uh, and at the time before we found out that he was a that he was a, the scum of the earth, Marty Scroll might possibly become the Ring of Honor champion. And we went. And then we said, "We'll watch Takeover the next night," because they were going to, they were going in the, in the same well, the morning, yeah, in the morning because we were running on the same night NXT and the Ring of Honor show, Super Card of Honor that uh, that year. We went there. We went there. Watch that Ring Honor show. Then the next morning, watch TakeOver. It was blown the fuck away. And, like, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Like, that was what Ring of Honor was in 2018. That is, Daniel Bryan's not walking through that door. Cena Punk's not walking through that door. Samoa Joe's not walking through that door. AJ Styles not walking through that door. Christopher Daniel's not walking through that door. They don't. They they they're they're just completely irrelevant. They may as well be in, uh, NWA. It's crazy like that, that they had the opportunity to be all of this. Hell, they shot the pilot for AEW. <laughs> they helped produce that. They helped produce the pilot for AEW on pay per view. <laughs> it's quite amazing when you think about it. Like yeah, uh, they. I think the AEW pretty much took their spot. They gave it away, but you know it was—it's gone. We love you guys. Let's. Hey, you got Cody, Young Bucks. You want to shoot a pay per view? Sure, we'll help you. Oh, oh, we have no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what do you think was gonna happen? They had no follow up to that. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so like. I just want to get back into the card a little okay. bit. So, um, Bianca B- uh, Belair is going to be defending the women's title, SmackDown title against Sasha. Is that still Banks. one? It, yeah. Yes. It, okay. it, it, it got uh, cleared up or whatever. They had missed those shows over the weekend. So, I'm just glad, you know, that's uh, cleared up because, you know, we ain't really talked much about Sasha. But, Tanya. Um... Tanya. <laughs> I, 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 okay. So, the hell that would have rained down. On Sasha, had Sasha gotten Bianca uh, sick with COVID after Sasha outed herself as a uh, an anti-vaxer potentially, like that would have been a rough day on the internet. That would have been a rough day on the internet. She likes some posts, so like, and. I get where people are going, but she just likes some pokes. Like sometimes I agree with the overall thought of certain things, but I not may not agree, you know, with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm gonna go with it. The way I look at it is WWE got rid of that crazy referee who was yeah, talking about yeah, Drake Wars. He's a full on QAnon psychopath. So, I feel like if Sasha wasn't vaccinated, WWE would have been like, hey, girl, you got to get vaccinated. I don't care who you are. You got to get your ass vaccinated. And she's not going to say no because they they fired Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. They will fire her ass, too. I don't care how mad her stands get. You you think you think they would risk letting her go to potentially AEW after like she kind of like wanted out in 2019? You think so? You know what? I need to I need to see. They would have did something. They would have punished her. They would have did something. 
booked her crazy something if she hadn't ma- made a fuss about vaccinations. That's how I feel. Okay, I well. feel like she vaccinated. She could be vaccinated and believe anything she wants to. <laughs> I just, there are wrestlers that people, they have made jokes. People are like, well, they apologize and forgive them and people be fans of them. So whenever something about Sasha, which, whether she's training with a certain racist. <laughs> Tessa? Or, or, Sasha or, training with Tessa? She's, that's what our homegirls. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Her and Bailey are friends with that woman. <sighs> that's so, unfortunate. And, and certain things, I just choose. I just choose not to see it. Ooh, all of a sudden, I am blind. They not. Look. These, these people aren't perfect. Like yeah. everybody no, has a pro- they, everybody got they problematic friends. At the ground for a living. This is what this this their chosen profession. So mm. people have to take that into account. That's a good point. Like I can't believe that you are not politically savvy to the time to the hip to the times and in the needs of now. It's like I found my head in the ground for a paycheck, my my guy, my boy. What do you what what, what do you want from me? <laughs> like what are you what <laughs> are you point? are you really expecting the smartest people to come out of this group? <laughs> like you when it's you, time to go to Europe, we gonna see. You know what? You have a point because I never really thought about it like this with wrestlers because I think that like because there's. Because it's not like how it was. If this was like 25 years ago, I would absolutely be like, okay, like when Triple, like when uh, when Undertaker was saying that nonsense about the guys all play video games and not sitting there drinking and and and, and they looking like they like they gang members, like right. and look like they part of biker gangs or whatever else. I'm like that's nonsense. But like back then, it was like, look, man, I can understand why somebody would look at a wrestler and then be like. They're just as crazy as the football players and 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 the, and the professional fighters. Now it's like it's different. The locker room is so changed. It's like you, I ain't I, I'm not going for it, Sammy Guevara, with your rape jokes. So, um, yeah. So I, I I get I get what you I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Is like there's still but you gotta even though that is the case, you gotta be there. There is some cr- absolute crazy to you for you to do this for 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 art craft or whatever yeah. because like. Look at them injuries. Look at them injuries and how they rack up, and they still be ready to get their ass back out there for a shot of adrenaline in, in the crowd. Listen, if I was Daniel Bryan, I mean, he he he, he fought so hard, so so hard to get back in the ring because mm-hmm. it's just passion. He he was depressed. So wow. I didn't even know about it, that part. Yeah, because I you know I watched Total Bellas. Okay. So he was he was actually de- he was going through real depression wow. because he thought he would never wrestle again. That's why I was happy that he he got to do that. But at the same time, if I was watching and I was like, I can't wrap my head around it because you did get to live your dream for a number of years. You're very rich. You're very successful. The company still loves you and they're still paying you even though you don't have to wrestle. But in his mind, he just wrestling was the thing. And like John Moxley, he's 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 very well off. He could have stayed there, but he was like, I I, I if I wanted to go wrestle in bingo halls. And I'm like, excuse me, son? And he has been at a WrestleMania. I would never. I watched him fight Josh Barnett in like a blood sport match over WrestleMania right. weekend this year like in that, front of like, like 500 people right like he's spinning how he lives like that whole thing like, I went on back to the bingo hall is like he's doing AEW and he's doing New Japan but 
he's also like going to Northeast Wrestling and these little other indies and wrestling like in the bingo halls, getting what like whatever you know. Who wait, knows? Who, who right. knows what he's getting? Who knows what he's getting? But he is absolutely going and he absolutely does perform on the indies in a way that it, that like he's spending how he lived, and I respect him for it. And like, quite frankly, since he left. He's been one of my very favorite wrestlers in America ever since he left because, like, that new that G1 run he had, the matches he's had with, like, Minoru Suzuki, him basically, like, every week when he was on, uh, before the pregnancy, before um, he went on paternity leave, like, almost every single week they give him a mic and he, he goes and rips that shit, like, he, and, like, don't get me wrong, like, he is still very much the same Dean Ambrose when Dean Ambrose was at his best, except, like, He's not goofy. His hair's changed. His he's gotten bigger. Whatever else, he's able to take care of his body better because he's not like on the road as much. But like very much, all of this stuff that he talked about in his um and that talk is Jericho thing when he left, when people talked about how he was bitter and people thought that he absolutely just couldn't be pleased and happy. Like he's, hey, none of that he's happy as fuck right now, and I'm happy for that dude because like that was a big cho- choice for him to turn out all that money, all that easy money he could have taken. And instead, he said, I want, I really want to do this. And, like, it's worked out for him like gangbusters. And, like, he's just, like, he's every bit of the, the charismatic, at, you know, swaggering dude that we thought he was. Like, when he was in the Shield, when he split up after the Shield and all that stuff, chasing and jumping out on Dean Ambrose and whooping his ass every chance he got. Like, I'm super happy for that dude. Like, he got a promo last night. I'm just like, we ain't seen this since he was doing those jobs after he came off the belt, but, like, Dean Ambrose is back, and, like, whenever he has his match with Hiroshi Tanahashi, I'm gonna be fucking happy and excited to watch it. Like, I'm so happy for that dude. And, like, I just think a lot of times, like, WWE, like, Dean, Moxie's not the only person like that. There's a bunch of people just like him that's, you know, think, just, just uh, wants to do what, do, to get that off their chest on, on, in a WWE ring. Sorry? When you when you brought up the uh, when Sasha took her break, mm-hmm. he, he almost did it to Sasha. Right. Like, <clears throat> and I think I feel like it's kind of a disservice to Bianca Belair because um, what he did with Sasha was he used her a lot because she was so good and over to get mainly Charlotte and Alexa Bliss over. So she took that break and she came back. Obviously, she there were some things that needed to be done for her character because she she's been being booked way differently since she came back. But it it's, it almost seems like he's trying to do it again with Bianca like use Sasha to solidify Bianca but I don't think it's working in the same way. But wait, you don't think uh, Bianca's already a made uh, a made woman on the main roster? Because I kind of feel like she is. I feel like her and Rhea kind of already are. Or am I just or am I mistaken that because I because of I'm only watching paper. Rhea news. definitely is not. <laughs> Rhea is. Well, definitely. Uh, well, let me phrase that. Made as in like, look, we put you in a match on pay per view. We expect a, we expect you to go out there and have a real match and not some. And not choreographed uh, nonsense to work around the fact that you weren't really trained or experienced like an Alexa Bliss. Like, you're an actual wrestler. We yeah, believe in you. Yeah. I, that's what I mean by made. What, 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 what I mean is as far as popularity-wise, I don't... 
like Bianca's popular, but I don't right. think she, I don't think she's up there yet. Really? I don't. Well, if she's not, is there anybody that she could possibly wrestle to get her there? Because I don't think so. If that's the case, am I mistaken? Because like, I Bailey's just think a- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know what can be done. I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't feel like it's just like they're not giving. It's it's something they're not giving. It's like oh well, be- that that roster stinks. That woman's roster yeah. stinks. That's true, and it's and 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 I think the people have gotten with Sasha. It's like she's she's all damn near at legend status. So trying to use her as like a heel, but she does heelish things and half the crowd loves it. And you're like, mm, this is supposed. So I don't I, I just don't know how because Sasha healing it up. She is evil in <laughs> and getting pots. Well, she's doing it, and I know it's because it's Sasha, and I, I don't know. I don't think it's anything Bianca's doing wrong. I don't mm. necessarily know if it's anything WWE's doing wrong. I just think Sasha is at a point in her career where she half the crowd is just not going to boo her. So do you think she just needs to be a legendary face from here on out? Because yes. some Wow. Because so much of her career was like watching it, and the main roster was like, they have her basically as this like gatekeeping baby face when like her best attributes and like is her as a heel and now she is as a heel and like they immediately put her in there with the Becky thing and that and that went the fuck off. That was awesome. Um and then, you know, the WrestleMania match went off. So, huh. I feel like the thing about it is is that I think Sasha is in a space where Stone Cold was, where the more they're a heel, the more the crowd loves it and cheers. And you can't even you can't even capitalize by launching a baby face off of it. Yeah, that's mm. it. that's how I feel. It's okay. it's just not not with her, not with Sasha. I just don't see it happening. Do you uh, see? Uh, do you see like uh, the possibility for a title change with uh, them do. going in a different direction from Bianca? I don't. I don't know if they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep trying with Bianca. I just think that Sasha is gonna be. I think they're gonna be like a back and forth thing. Like I don't think SummerSlam is gonna be the end of their feud. Okay. But I do think Sasha is going to win. Okay. Well, so if huh, without those two wrestling each other. What is there for e- what is okay? So if one of them is out of the title picture in that division, because given like you know they still act like if it ain't the woman's if it's not the woman's match, we don't really care about it. Like, right? What is there for what is there for either one of them to do when one of the other is not in the title picture? I think uh, they're gonna feud until the draft, and then one of them's gonna uh, go to Raw. Really, demoted. Yep. Mm-hmm. They might send Sasha over doing. there. Nah. People, oh, people are nah. dreading. They're nah. like, Fox is not going to let Sasha go. And I'm like, I understand what you're saying, but like USA is paying them for two shows. So they have to throw USA a bone. I think at this point now, it's almost like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going to Raw. 
all right, um, let me call my agent. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, like, yeah, would, would y'all want to see a Charlotte and Sasha feud again? No. That's why I think Not unless I Sasha Finn will go like, over every single time, no. If Sasha goes to Raw, then Charlotte has to come to SmackDown. Exactly. And, they and, and have then, to them. And then Sasha, and then you can play, well, in a regular wrestling promotion, they would just play on the fact that, like, the run the, the 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 stuff they did in NXT together between Bianca and Charlotte and talk about how, you know, I beat you in on the way to win the NXT title, which you never did. I did it twice, and then Bianca should triumph over her in in the at, at the end game or whatever else. But yeah, this but is not know. a regular wrestling promotion, so you know <laughs> how not. that's gonna go. They got it. They they, they try they trying to get they trying to get Charlotte to sixteen. So, and they took they they took her NXT titles away yes. from that. Yes. Yeah. Hilarious. Which is like that's why I was I suspected Triple H got demoted because of all this stuff that happened. They just didn't tell us, and then he didn't do the uh, the call today it, or yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday, yeah, Man, he didn't I, do the call. I had a good he laugh. Ask the questions. Well, he apparently, apparently, he did a media availability, but he only took answers on uh, recent tryouts. He didn't actually do the normal thing that he does, where he talks about the card and answers questions about what's going mm-hmm. on. Because yeah. he's down bad. He don't want to tell him what's going on because it's not good for him. I mean, people don't deserve an, an explanation. Seriously, think think about what he's think about like what could he possibly do? Either he's gonna get either he's gonna answer the questions truthfully, which is only gonna make everything worse, or he comes out there and lies his ass off, which is why it was like that's the reason why that media availability was so cool for that he was doing over them years, and why like after a certain time I stopped I stopped even listening to him because it's like. It was a good. It was a good will thing for him to do to come out and say, "Hey, we are we are trying to do this. We're trying to promote. I'm trying to be the, be at the front. I'm trying to give y'all some some version of transparency and saying that like you're in this with us." And then as like as like the 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 Wednesday Night War thing popped off, like it was like, "Hey, man, like your show's changed before my eyes. I've I've been watching your show." You know, like every single week for for over a year, this thing has fucking changed. Like I know how you book. This isn't how you book. This is a completely different show, and it's almost and I and like before this, you even got to this point. I could tell that like you were going eventually going to get notes from somebody on trying right. to compete, and then like sure, and then the notes have taken over, and it's like your show has no identity now. So I was like, I ain't got no reason to listen to this because like I'm not about to be shot some bullshit so uh, uh, we're going to talk about the NXT card because <laughs> sure let's do it well Lashley okay. and Goldberg too who, oh, who we got okay. quick before oh, that yeah. Lashley oh, should God. win Lashley should yeah. win yeah Lashley get 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 Bill out of here yeah I, like, I love I, Goldberg has, he has two more matches left on his contract so. before he reads up no, before he retires, hopefully. He's going to read up. He needs, not- he need, you know, what he needs to do is retire and, like, just have his tail, tail hold off of his son for, like, three more years. Because <laughs> his son's 15. Uh-huh. Get that boy. It, 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 I know he's doing something athletic already. He's big and tall. <laughs> just Listen, Goldberg was fun in the late 90s. Goldberg was fun in 2017. 
The Brock thing was fun. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. The Brock thing was fun. And then they, 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 they doubled down else. and did too much. They were like, what? Oh, no. it, this was a smashing success of baby facery. Let's put a title on it and do it again. No, <laughs> you didn't have to put a title on it. Just do it Brock again. Is so, Brock is so good. Yeah. He, like, he really tricked everybody, I guess. <laughs> Brock be tricking y'all. Brock trick y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's like that's that was good for for them too, but take him out, and then I don't know how he was allowed act, even act back after the Undertaker match. Like I would have, I would have never called Goldberg back again. Like Lord. Oh, also Goldberg uh, had definitely had a meeting. Uh, with Tony Khan. Oh before, yeah, so. and th- and that's why I'm saying he's gonna re up. Well, wait a they- minute. So so do you think that AEW? Well, I guess they would, huh? Yeah, they well, would I- have definitely used Goldberg, especially oh, like Goldberg TNT. Anybody that was in WCW that has like that TNT tie-in, like it just that's it me. just fits. Like it's a it's a nice shot of nostalgia. But the thing is, they would hand they would just handle. Just let they, it happen. They just. AEW so far has demonstrated themselves to be able to handle legends way better than Vince has done since we started back in 2011. Like, there might be one night where Ric Flair looks awesome or whatever else, but for the most part, eight times out of ten, except for like the you know like the throwback Raws or whatever else or the Legends nights, like the legend comes in for a week or whatever else, like. They're going to get embarrassed as how like baby faces losing their hometown all the goddamn time in WWE. So it's like the stuff that uh, Sting does with uh, Darby Allen, like it's low stakes. He comes and tags with the with the well, he t- comes and tags with another dude that's face painted as a baby face, and he he beats it's it. Like he a really beats it. Part of the show, right? Like he's a part of the show, but it's low stakes. And the real thing is is to get Darby Allen hot. Which he already is because he's talented, but it's like the thing is actually put is about putting over the future and investing like you're investing in Sting so that Sting can then like transfer what he has over the years of people loving him into Darby Allen. And like Jer and you know, and Jericho's is similar with Sammy Guevara. It's a little different because because Jericho at the beginning was the champion, but like the Sammy Guevara uh, relationship with Jericho was a big thing of why Jer- of why Sammy Guevara is hot right now. Um, when they brought in Christian, Christian is going to be a title challenger for the pay-per-view, but his main th- objective is he comes out here and wrestles these WWE-style matches that are that are good as hell and well-wrestled and uh, is a change of pace from all of the white guys doing lucha, lucha spots to... Go out there with Jungle Boy, who is twenty some years old, does all the lucha stuff and all the lucha teams with Luchasaurus and Marcos and Lil Marco stunt, but it doesn't really talk. So like all of it is like we got these young guys that we see that like in three, four, five years could be the what could be the the uh, the people that AEW loves as baby faces that they had long journeys with the same way that like everybody loves Jeff Hardy from our age group. The way yep. you know loves um Ray Mysterio Jr. because like we saw these people at the, at uh, starting out as basically like young lions, and they got something going for them, and we hope that like over the years they do eventually 
replace the Jerichos, the Cody's, the Kenny's, the Young Bucks. And like, you know, that's, that's, they're, they're planting seeds in a way that like WWE used to, well, not even intentionally, but did plant seeds when like you would have a Jeff Hardy finally get to, get to the top, you know? And right, WWE, like with Edge. Right, Edge is another one. Where, like, I remember when I stopped watching and I saw Edge, I looked up, I was like, yo, Edge is on top right now? He was a geek. <laughs> he was a vampire. Right, he was a vampire with his brother, with his brother that wasn't even his brother. And then all of a sudden, like he's a champion, and like you, and so but people have that emotional attachment. Like it don't matter. It don't necessarily matter that he's not as over as um, the Rocker Austin was. You got all the investment. They ain't really got no WWE has had no investment in a class of young dudes since like that two thousand that OVO class of Brock and Batista and Orton and Cena. Yeah, they snuck into it with the shield. Right. The, the shield and the horsewoman. The shield and the horsewoman. That's that's pretty yeah. much it. And that's the last time. They they seemed like they were trying with uh Rhea, Raquel, and Bianca. But just based off of one picture, like I was like, where is Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They trying too hard with this one, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't At least it ain't with Lacey. God, listen. You know thank God she got pregnant. Let me just say, thank God. I need to. See, her husband needs all the fruit baskets in the world. <laughs> and when she and when she have that baby, knock her up again. <laughs> Keep her gone. Okay, so I think we've got enough uh, jokes off for the main roster. Um, you know, we got a lot of hope. We got a lot of hope for uh, for for SummerSlam, SummerSlamming, but SummerSlam might not SummerSlam like a SummerSlam before. So or Drew uh, McIntyre. That's all. That's all I got to say. What's Drew McIntyre doing on this? He's wrestling Jinder Mahal. Mahal. That's right. That's right. Let's. Uh, isn't much to talk about. He's gonna win easily. He's gonna win. He's gonna win easily. Like or Jinder debuts somebody else to a beat a fourth him. person. Yes, because the other two are banned from ringside. So like because you can easily what, uh, bring out know. the great Kali. That's that will remind me of when Roman was feuding with the Wyatt family. Yep, and then Braun Strowman debut. <laughs> Yo, Braun Strowman looked like the biggest human I ever seen the first time I saw him. And Roman sold that shit so perfectly. He was just like, "What? Who the fuck so is this?" Bro, like, I, remember, like I, I, no, I remember the first no. time I heard about Strowman. I think it was James called me. He was like, "Yo." You gotta see this dude that that just debuted for the Wyatt family. It was like he's bigger than Luke Harper. Like <laughs> he was. I was like, what? Man, like they can't do this to Drew. <laughs> they can't. They cannot do this to Drew. Somebody gotta be prosecuted for what they're doing to Drew McIntyre this year. He come out here, bro. Like, think of that, that triple threat match with him and Lashley and Strowman. Him and Strowman out here throwing each other around like like they like they weigh 100 pounds less than they both yeah. weigh and shit. And then fire they him. fire Strowman and Drew McIntyre is left, is left ass out in the cold, freezing to death. Like... That was a great match, too. That I, match did not have any right being that good. Right. Like, bro, like Lashley has this super weird thing where, like, him wrestling small dudes doesn't work the way it should. Him wrestling dudes his size goes off. I don't know why, it but it does. Um, so real quick, we were mentioning that it seems like on the babyface side on SmackDown there is no hope. Um, Drew McIntyre 
um, though he, you know, regardless of um, Ross position, whatever else, seems like the only baby face that they're be- they're actually behind, and he busts his ass. He's awesome. Is there potential that like that is the WrestleMania match in the future, and not actually Seth for Roman? Yeah, it's- I think it's a possibility. What okay. do you got? Y'all, you guys don't have any faith in Big E. I, I I like Big E. I love Big E. I think that if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. And it's one of those things where it's like WWE has. I have su- my relationship with WWE. I have such a lack of faith of them actually uh, doing anything, um, like uplifting. That I just don't. I just don't buy that they would do it. It have to be one of those things where it's like. I believe it when I see it, but I have to see it first. I think for me, it wouldn't even necessarily be the cash in because anybody could cash in, right? And and have the belt. It's like, do I trust them to, uh, or believe in him to be like the number one star of the promotion? I don't, uh, especially in this current state, because like, like the comedy can be too much uh, for a lot of people at times. I think the you know the presentation largely hasn't changed for him. I think there has to be some type of like switch with him to go at that top level, whether it's like give him a new finisher or something like has to, has to change with him to, to really like solidify himself on top because it's like, we already know they think he's short. And for me, that's like the only reason, like if anybody, there would be anybody that sold as much merch as him in the new day, um, that everyone would have went that day. Everyone would have went with. Hell, I mean, like it would have already happened. Well, think about like this, okay. right? Kofi like, got we, himself all the way over again this year, and look what they did to him. They they basically yeah. did to him what what? Okay, so and I remember saying this at the pay per view after it happened, right? Um, when they squashed him on the first SmackDown on Fox. Uh, we were all furious and rightfully so because we all thought we all knew he was gonna lose, but at least give him the baby face goes out on his sword like the hero, like the uh, like the gentleman, like the like the great family man that he that we all known him to be all them years. The reason why Kofi Mania worked and he didn't get that, and I thought that that sucked, and we all did. And then he had that match with Lashley, and he was super over. And he basically had that same exact match. And I felt just as empty when he lost that match to Lash. And I was like, I think that we would have still complained that he got cut off the way he did going against Lesnar, even if he had that same match that he had with Lashley. And ultimately, like after that, it's like, Kofi did that, got himself over again. Big E is just, it's all the charisma in the world. He's like, like Rich said, he sold all that merch all them years. They're they're one of the greatest factions of all time. Um, they're the greatest long running faction of all time in WWE history. And if it if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. That's that's kind of where I am on it. Like I, I I would love to be wrong. I really would because I love all three of them. I love all three of them and what they stand for and what they and what they've done and accomplished for us. So. Um, I just I just don't have any faith that like they would ever pull the trigger on him in, uh, to that extent. But I, I would love to be wrong. I just I don't I, you know the brain the brain's gonna brain. Yeah, I I agree. That's why I I, I kind of like people always bring them up because I was like saying that the tribal chief character needs somebody not to just beat him in a match but to end him, send him away. Right. 
get him out of that mindset. They need a faith that we can see this journey out with, and I don't see anybody doing that. Right. And it's, it's so weird that, like, this is Vince McMahon, for fuck's sake, and this WWF, like, the promotion that, the only promotion, the, the biggest promotion that was ran on in America that was ran on baby faces on top, carrying, the, uh, carrying you know, as compared to, like, Hill champions and NWA, like, San Martino to to Hogan to Austin to Rock to you know to Cena and like for them to not have any baby faces that you can trust that you believe in on top can topple a guy just like it's I I just can't believe it I just can't believe it and like and this has been the case like quite frankly since like the Brock stuff because like when Brock was on top I thought WrestleMania 34 Roman like the way they beat his ass, the way he was out here talking, you know, talking about the he's a golden boy for Vince, he's been protected. I'm going to end this shit or whatever else. And then they split his head open. That's when I, that's like the moment where I lost all faith in all faith in a man as a Booker. Where I was like, mm. like I couldn't even, I didn't even enjoy like the way that like most people enjoyed Kofi Mania. I couldn't enjoy because I was like, what what are they gonna do with him? After he wins, and then look what they did with him after he won. It was like I don't want to be right with that. I want to be fucking wrong. I want to. I want to like this company, <laughs> but, they, but they keep they keep saying no. <laughs> we doing something else. They keep saying no, James. Yeah. There's no reason for you to like us. And it's like, damn, bro, damn. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So, so what we got on NXT? <sighs> okay, so they they're going to put on they're going to have Kevin or Kevin. They're going to have Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in a in a the send off uh, Adam Cole. Whether that's to the main roster, whether that's to AEW or Ring of Honor or New Japan, I don't know. But that they're having the third match. Um, and there's going to be great. Like the first two matches were great. Um, the first one went 45, went 45 minutes and went way too long, but still was a great match. And then the second one was a great technical. It was a great match that showed you like when they're just in the ring and they don't have to do go that fucking long. They can still have the same as effective of a match. Um, and then they decide, like, we're going to basically do a two out of three falls match, so it's going to turn into you won the first fall, I won the second fall, let's basically have a best of five to win this, to win this uh, series, um, which is going to lead itself to being a super long match, and the traditions of NXT rivalry matches going too long, so... It's going to be great, and it's going to be long, and hopefully it'll be... Hopefully it won't you know, uh, overstay is welcome for the fat, for the length, but whatever. Um, but either way, like this is for me watching what I've watched on the pay-per-views, watching what I've watched around the world. This might be WWE's only chance in, in my opinion, in my book, if I were to want to write out like top feuds of 2021, 
this is their only real shot unless they, uh, from this, the first half of the year, for them to get something on the board for a few of the year contender. Um, so a lot is, a lot comes down to how well this match uh, uh, tips off. Um, you know, I like, you know, I like Kyle O'Reilly as a chasing baby face. Adam Cole has been great ever since 2019. Um, and you know, I wish him the best wherever he goes, whether it's the main roster, I wish him all the luck in the world, whether it's on NX, if it's on AEW, I'll get to see it every single week. Um, or wherever else he goes, like if he ends up, you know, wanting to work a bunch of different places, impact and all the likes and do all the other stuff. Cool. Like he's super talented. He's charismatic. The only thing, you know, if he wasn't, if he was six foot one or six foot two, he would be a top guy anywhere in the world. But, you know, that he didn't, he, he didn't get that luck. He got everything else though. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. going to be a long match. They're going to yeah. beat the hell out of each other. I believe it's a uh, single fall, regular, then a street fight, then cage match. Yes, which means all the weapons will probably be in the cage. Yeah, it's probably going to be a so, repeat of, of the Johnny Gargano match from two years ago. So what they explained? Okay, so when I first when I first saw the 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 falls being counted out. First fall regular match, second fall street fight, third fall cage match. I'm like, why the fuck would fall one and fall two be that? Why aren't they flip flop? Um, so the storyline was what both of them got to decide the first two falls, and if it comes to a third fall, then the weapons Riggle are would, already in the Riggle, cage. Regal would decide what the third fall was. Then they started scrapping, and then they brought out they brought out security to try to stop them from scrapping. And it got so out of hand that they felt like there was no way to contain them. After Cole says he wants a street fight for the second fall, so Regal says third match, cage match. So as far as the escalation of violence in the storytelling. I feel like they did a disservice by making the third fall the cage match by keeping it contained instead of going anywhere. But narratively in the story, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I did because I want to see escalation of violence in your in, in a death match. That's just, you know how I am. I, I like to be I like my shit to be that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm terrified for how long this match is going to go. Um, it's going 40 minutes plus. Absolutely. Um, I think Adam Cole is losing. Um, I I don't see any point for him to win unless they decided to give him like a four hundred thousand dollar NXT contract where he can keep his Twitch. Um, <laughs> which I heard that may be like something that's <laughs> possible. Wherever um, he's going, he's keeping that Twitch. Did you yeah. you sent me a video? Uh, was it yesterday or the other day? The other day, I think. Tanya. You've watched enough uh, Adam Cole on NXT and whatnot to know that like that dude uh, can play jerk as well as the best of them, right? Yeah. This man on his Twitch channel is the most pleasant, polite guy. This side, this side of Jim Valley from uh, F4W. <laughs> he's like, I, I, he's like, he soft spoken. He's like, I love. He's like, I love you guys. And you know this this Twitch channel's not going. He's talking just like this. I love you guys. This Twitch channel's not going anywhere. Um, and I hope you guys all have pleasant days. And uh, and I wish I could twit. I wish I could uh, I could stream more. But it's time for me to go. And um, I'll see you guys next time. 
And um, at the scheduled time, and uh, I'll see y'all next week. This was so this was so nice. Goodbye, yeah. guys. And he's talk that he was talking that softly and that pleasantly. That dude, that dude gets um so much enjoyment out of doing that. Ain't no way, bro. He's not letting it go. So wherever he goes, he will be continuing to do that. I well. think he will. I think he will leave WWE off of that. Off of this shit. Well, you might well say goodbye. <laughs> like, how you gonna look AJ Styles in the face and be like, "Yeah, bro, um, you That's can't. You, you can't. You can't handle Twitch, but we are gonna let uh, you know." Adam Cole, go ahead I mean, and uh, like that don't even right, sound right. Lord, that right there, that was something. I feel like I really lost faith in the wrestlers when that shit happened because y'all ain't got no backbone. No, no. People always There's talk no about way. who the locker room leader is. The locker room leader is Vince McMahon. Like exactly. Because <laughs> like you're not gonna tell me. In, during a pandemic, I can't make no extra money. Oh, I see you in court. Cause I'm, because every time they go to court about that independent contractor thing, they lose. I don't know why they don't know Easily. That. Easily. CM Punk, the reason why CM Punk, he, he was like, okay, I'll sue the fuck out of y'all. You can't hold me. You can't do nothing to me. I'm an independent contractor. <laughs> like, I wish, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. I... I, I I really don't like the indirectness of NXT when when that started to happen. I, I that's when I tuned out. However, Adam Cole is my exception. He's very talented, but also I think that's Shawn Michaels' son. Nobody can tell me different. That's his child. So <laughs> and. I've, and he's he has great charisma. I love him on the microphone. I love his character work. I I think somebody who's has the reputation he has, he's he's worked too hard for too long to be for somebody to be playing games with his career. So although I would love to see him against people on the main roster, I want him to leave. Because I don't think his size, they, they're not going to overlook that size thing. They're going to make that a point uh, if he's on the main roster. They're going to bring up how small he is. Yeah. Which, it doesn't matter. Right. and It really doesn't. It don't. And the but, thing for me uh, was, and the thing for me was like, if they were ever really going to do it, they would have brought them all up together as Undisputed. And exactly. And then go from there. Because exactly. like... Them, like they're, them at, they're, it's a weaker act, it's no a, matter what. Yeah, like them, like them coming up, like basically cutting those NWO heel promos, like that. That was so fun, and like him yeah. as a, and him as just like such a good heel that like he's so delusional and it's so and he's so easy to make fun of and he ta- and he blows his stack when you make fun of him. Like he's such an old school traditional like nineties heel, um, and it's just like. If you can't make that work, what are we even doing? Right, like, exactly. Right, I think in 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 the, it, it would have worked better with with them as a group because with goons. they're all kind of goons. Yeah, and they all kind of little. And, oh, they're and, all. You know, the guys are bigger, so it makes sense. However, if you put Adam Cole in the ring with anybody, it doesn't matter about his size. He has something that just when he wrestles, it's believable. And for me. It's not like that with all of the 
indirect guys. <laughs> but with Adam Cole, I just wish him the best. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is very uh, talented, but uh, they don't have to give him a microphone to talk all <laughs> the time. They screwed up. They screwed up his character. Um, <laughs> like, and I've been saying this as they as they were screwing it up. Like, um, so basically, what happened with him was. Um, Cross got hurt in the summer last year um, when he won the match. He won the belt from Keith Lee in that bad match where he separated his shoulder at the very end of the match. So it wasn't yeah. a separated shoulder. It was the very end of the match when he separated the shoulder. Um, so they had to come up with a new champion. So they did that scam where they had a Ironman, a four-way Ironman match with Ciampa and Balor and Cole and uh, Gargano where... Um, only Gargano, or sorry, only Cole and Balor got falls, and then they, the next week or two weeks later, they had a, a, a vacant championship match, and Balor won. So, from that point, they had to rebuild the challenger, uh, the, ch- the challengers, because, like, by that point in time, like, Cole was out of the title picture after being the champion for 400 days. Um, Gargano and Ciampa just had that awful fucking cinematic match that ruined, that just, that screwed up one of the greatest, that screwed up the the final chapter of one of the greatest rivalries in WWE history, um, or greatest feuds in WWE history. So, uh, they had to rejigger around, so they retooled around Johnny being, um, a comedy heel in a heel stable, and then Ciampa, um, started feuding with... Uh, Timothy Thatcher, a technical wrestler guy that, so now they're basically like grizzled, grizzled bastards now as baby faces. Um, and what they did with O'Reilly was O'Reilly won a five-way match where, uh, or a gauntlet um, to get the title shot in October. October's takeover last year against Bala where he kept... That's he the fin- match where they hurt each other? Well, okay. that, that, the, the title match. Somebody's jaw got yeah. broken, I yeah. think. Balor, okay, so he broke Balor's jaw during that match, but it was a super physical match. I thought it was the second best match in the company last year. Um, so, uh, but along the way, O'Reilly, he was stepping out of the tag team because he's always been in a tag team undisputed. Like, he's either the tag team chance with Bobby Fish or the tag team chance with Roddy. And him and Roddy as a tag team, that's the best NXT tag team ever in my opinion um so it was to break him out as a single and and because johnny was gone at, and turned heel and champa was done as a uh as a title challenger it was to make him the the the, the chasing baby face the basic he basically is replacing johnny gargano from 2007 or uh, late 2017 okay. to 2019 okay. as the chasing baby face underdog baby face so um in that gauntlet match set him up for that contendership match, he finishes guys with different moves, and then he uses it in that awesome match with Balor, um, where Balor ends up getting his jaw broke. And then they use the respect from them being the shit out of each other uh, between Balor and uh, O'Reilly to then make um, Adam Cole blow up Undisputed when... O'Reilly wants to add Balor to Undisputed. So then he turned on all of them and hurt O'Reilly so bad he was off TV. Oh, uh, Cole gets a title shot with Balor. O'Reilly comes out and costs 
um, and costs uh, Cole in much the same way that Gargano costs Balor um, after Balor a- accidentally dropped Johnny's head on a on top of the uh, metal ramp in the end of 2019 uh, during uh, the role reversal in where uh, Cole's the champion, Balor was challenging, Johnny comes out and uh, Balor takes advantage and, I'm sorry, and, uh, Cole takes advantage and retains the title. Ch- Cole is challenging O'Reilly comes out while he's challenging Balor. Balor takes advantage and retains the belt. And then um, O'Reilly beats the shit out of Cole for what he did. And then they have that first match and that, that, that went 45 minutes. That was great, but went 45 minutes. Then um, they had a five-way match where they made cross the champion again. And they basically put O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Gargano, and Pete Dunne in a match with Cross to carry Cross to a still a great match, but like you're putting four of the best you're putting four of the best wrestlers in the world with him, and he basically was like treated like Lesnar in multi-man matches where like they take him off the table, and then the guys the, the really good guys get in the ring, and they have the really good wrestling, and then he comes back and throws some suplexes, then they get him take him off the table again, and he keeps coming back, and he eventually he won. They um, booked that match like. If this was like the territory days, all of the other four guys would have had to leave yeah. and like and like move on to the next area of the country. Yeah. So uh, basically, the end of that match was uh, O'Reilly seemingly had a choke on or had a choke on Cross could have potentially put him out. Cole broke it up. Oh no, I'm sorry. Cross was off the table. Cole had was in a choke from O'Reilly. Riley seemingly had to match one. Cross comes in and sneaks him and then beats him. So the heat is like, he could have won the title, uh, but he didn't. So, but, so they had a second match. Cole won. Cole got a match with Cross. Cross beat him. Cross is now with Samoa Joe. And they're back to Cole and O'Reilly. And this is the send off for Cole. Um, the problem with O'Reilly is they tried to give him this goofy laid back character when his strength as a promo is getting in the ring with you, going face to face and shit talking each other and the tension building up from there. Like that's what got the Balor match over that he had when he, uh, after you won that five or that Gauntlet match to get the title shot was him going face to face and cutting bars back at each other, and it's like I can't wait to get it on. Tri- simple traditional pro wrestling, but they were trying to make him a master of ceremonies, like he was John fucking Cena. And there's only one John. There's there's only there's only two John Cenas. The Rock and John Cena. So it, that it, man it, it out there work. wearing a damn he, what's, he, what's that hat? He had a fedora, sunglasses, yeah. and a jean in <laughs> a in a jean jacket. You can only have two of those, not three. It didn't work. What? Wait, so and you? I'm gathering this is like the Vincification of NXT, huh? I don't, I don't know. know. I think that okay. it's a I, no. I I wouldn't say that. There are other things that are Vincifications, like the champions right now. But they tried to give him a personality with this, right? For they, sure, they tried to give him a personality to make it make it be more than just a pro wrestler, which is like I, that's fine. But that's why NXT, but. 
that's not what the people that watch NXT want to watch. Yeah, right. NXT it's fine if if there are guys that are just good wrestlers on that show. It's not the sports and entertainment show. Right. So it's fine. Right. But the thing is, the, the problem with NXT is this, right? NXT now that AEW is around. When it was a when NXT was just on the network and it was a one hour show, they weren't overexposing anybody, and yeah. they asked, and everything felt like there's going to be you know you're going to get one one of the best matches you're going to see that month every week in the main event. You're going to get another match that's one of the better matches if you're a hardcore wrestling fan that you're, you're going to see. There's going to be like a three and a half star match, and then you're going to see a couple squash matches where people hit their moves look impressive and it's going to build them. It, it was very much like watching studio, like stu- watching studio territory wrestling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like I said, but they were, but they're recording four or three or four of these in one week. And then they come out and then they do another batch. Once the batch runs out, once they went to two hours, that's now two hours with commercial breaks. The roster or the roster is not as talented as it was in 2018, 2000, uh, beginning of 2019. Once they brought out like Alistair Black and Ricochet and yeah, pipelines are drawn up, right? Drying up too. You got so you had that problem. Um, and and then you also had a part where it's like every single week they're going back and they're going to have the same 400 fans while they're going up against AEW. And AEW is in an arena of like a couple thousand fans with yeah. bright lights, with, with bright lights, and it doesn't look like they're wrestling in a LA Fitness. They they got it, it's the craziest thing. Vince McMahon decided to take decided who you know basically one took over national uh, wrestling by having all the lights in the in the uh, production values. And then got his ass kicked by putting his his <laughs> by putting his um, developmental show on in a dark room. He thought like he he was trying to siphon off their fan base. Like no, bro. Like people like the aesthetic that you have. They just don't like the booking in the in the roster positioning. In wins and losses not mattering. Right. Like, if you fix like. And that, like that's the reason why I get so frustrated with WWE is like if you make wins and losses matter, uh, so that you can position people in roster so that like people have uh, uh things to want to achieve and accomplish at scale, you're off to a really good start. Also, like start building his- history that. with people and and reflect upon that history, which is like right. They so- just they just throw out. You will spend months and months invested in something, and then now just oh, that never happened. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It is weird. Right. But so like, they'll tell you yeah. title wins didn't happen. Yeah. You know. Sometimes no, they'll say they'll, they'll say certain title reigns don't count for some people, and then some do, and then they'll change their mind and say actually never mind. Like with Charlotte, like Sasha Sasha's NXT title uh, women's title reigns don't count towards her. They have t- never total. counted. They never they counted. Never neither counted. did Bailey. Only counted neither for Oscars. Charlotte. Only counted with Charlotte, and now they took them away. So it's, you know, you know what? I feel like they shouldn't. Like, it was funny to, like, make jokes when NXT went to USA and was competing. But, like, I was like, what is this for? Why? What? They were trying to, (laughs) they were, I feel like, this is why I feel they were happening. Like, obviously, when it comes to the the contracts for five-year extensions and all that kind of stuff, 
um, they were trying to siphon. They felt like, and this is what happened when um, when Nitro went on air. They thought there's only all all the there are a certain number of wrestling fans in 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 America or the world, and they're all WWE fans. <laughs> if they if they get hooked on this other narcotic, they will not have room to inject any more of any more Vince's blue magic into their veins. Yeah. But the thing is, like, there that are jun- bad for there are there are there are jugs and junkies that will t- that will put anything into their veins up their noses. They don't give a damn. And a lot of them do not like, in fact, don't like blue magic. In fact, a lot of them hate, hate blue magic, right? Hate. Right. So, so it's the same thing as like when uh, Nitro went off air, when like 2 million, 2 million wrestling fans just vamoosed and they didn't go to WWE. They didn't go to yeah, WWF. Exactly. They just, they just went into the, va- into the crack smoke, right? They just vanished. Like, so what we're, fi- what we found out is there were anywhere between 1.2 to 8, Hundred thousand fans, wrestling fans in America that one that kind of that may or may not watch or like WWE, but one alternative, one alternative to watch. And NXT, NXT's entire fan base, for the most part, except for like weirdos like me, they're just older guys that also watch the main roster. Yeah, and. That's that's what their fan base turned out to be. They didn't grow anything because like they they were the whole time they were always so small and it worked at scale for what they were going for. Once they had to compete with something, they tried to ramp up, but they didn't ramp up with the features and the bells and whistles that would be needed for this kind of war and they got their asses absolutely kicked. And especially they got their asses kicked after the pandemic happened because during before the pandemic sped everything up. Yeah. Before the pandemic, um in, or before uh before the pandemic they still were having kick-ass nxt shows and all that kind of stuff like when people talk about like nxt being this that and the third i mean you know the best american promotion slash brand in america from 2016 or 15 through 2018 it was still that or 19 it was still that but it changed up um as far as what the goals were for that uh brand and it failed on everything they were trying to accomplish. It wasn't even what it used to be. It's not, it's failing on what it's trying to be. And it's failing yeah. on what they want it like, to be. Like, yeah. so it had, so this is why they put an X to it. And it sucks because it's like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like, it's not going to make the product better by you getting, uh, by you going to all body guys again, because we had a whole bunch of Chris masters, you know, 15 years ago. And then you're gonna be handing a lot of people over. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, back to the uh, the actual card. But uh, oh, but, but but back to the Kyle Raleigh part. Like, so I feel like they trusted him to show his personality, but his personality is too goofy for the wrestling he does. Like, he's a goofball, but then he comes out here and he wrestles like Brazilian jiu-jitsu and puts people like he wrestles like Daniel Bryan and like he yeah. doesn't he wrestles a lot like Daniel Bryan except uh he doesn't wonder, have he doesn't have the that factor that Daniel Bryan has. Though. I don't think he's figured out how to channel it. 
or modulated for NXT success in a way that Daniel Bryan did everywhere he has, everywhere he's gone, you know, ever since we've, he's ever came onto the scene yeah, the last 20 years. Like, I call it, Daniel Bra- uh, Bryan has the aw shucks. That's what I call it. Just and he look always looks him. high. He he has a he has an innate like ability and yes. a sincereness and an earnestness mm-hmm. to him that feels earned over all the things he's done everywhere he's been. It, it, that even while he's working, you, you still trust and believe in him that very few people have ever had. And it's like expecting somebody to be able to replicate that is unreasonable. Like there's only like we talked about like there's only one John Cena or there's only two John Cenas and there's a rocking John Cena. There's only like a handful of uh, Daniel Bryan's and it's like Dusty Rose and Mick Foley. You know what I mean? So it didn't work out for him doing that. And they haven't figured out how to make it work as far as um, how they were able to make Bailey work or make Johnny Gargano work or Sami Zayn work right. on NXT. So this is probably going to be like their, their last chance. Like they're going to have Cole try to put this man over and lift him way the fuck up. Right. Right. So this is so in like in the ring. He, he checks off all the boxes in the ring. So I ain't got no, I ain't got no worries for him in the ring. Uh, O'Reilly. Uh, it's just are they going to make him too goofy to where people actually in and to make him actually likable. And now that Adam Cole, his great white, you know, now that his great white is out of the ocean, what is he chasing after now? And if it's cross. Because <sighs> eh? it's cross. We're going to talk about this man. Yes, let's get to it. Cross <laughs> Samoa Joe. Jesus um, Christ. Oh God. Singles Master, the NXT title. I feel like they blew through like months and months of months and of stuff they could have done with Joe. Oh, so um, they hot shot on NXT again? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh so, oh. so like ironically, I, I think they blew through like weeks of weeks of stuff they could have did with Bianca and Sasha too. They could have made them team up for a couple weeks rather than shoot the return, make them team up. Sasha turns on her all in one episode. But um never mind that. Um Cross and Joe Imagine make it go ten minutes or okay, less. I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys seen uh Cross's work before he came to NAC? No. But I have what not. I, I have a friend, um or we me and Rich have the same friend, Josh Smith, of keeping a strong style, and he I don't think he's, I won't say swear by it, but he did believe in Cross's work in certain places like Bloodsport. Um, you know, you know what Bloodsport is, right? Yeah, I've, I've yeah. heard it. Yeah. And like, look, I understand that Bloodsport and NXT uh, are both dark buildings, but like, I don't, <laughs> but outside of that, <laughs> but outside of that, uh, I don't, I don't really think that ports into, like indie rific super wrestling promotion that is um NXT unless you're Matt Riddle and fuck Matt Riddle. So, you know, it don't mean it don't even matter. Yeah. I don't I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I don't he's, I don't He's pocket Brock Lesnar without the without the without the Brock Lesnar aura. But but people will be making these comparisons, but he you he who was that guy that used to be with Christian? Uh, Tyson Tomko. Tyson Tomko. 
That's who he reminds me of. I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Christian had a lackey back in the day. In, in Christian had a heater? Guy. Yeah, yeah he he's a big dude. Okay. Called Tyson Tumco, uh, who was just, he was just like a body guy. And okay. he wasn't, he wasn't very remarkable. And mm-hmm. every time I see Cross, I'm like, but it took you so long to put the title on Keith Lee. That's all right. I've been thinking. Like, so this this is where I'm at, right? With Cross, Cross is a good wrestler. Technically, Cross has very good facial expression during matches um, that Vince, I think, would bust a nut over when he sees it. Um, his problem is. One, a lack of big league experience. And two, when you're in NXT with Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Timothy Thatcher, Oni Lorcan, Pete Dunne, um, Bronson Reed, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. I can keep going on with the tough white men that's in NXT. When you are as big as him compared to that the rest of that roster that I just laid out, and you are, as far as your work, your level of work, your crispness, your stiffness in the ring, you are the softest wrestler out of all of them, and you are, and you have 30 <laughs> pounds on all of them. And there's not no disrespect. There's nothing wrong with working safe, safer than a normal person, right? But this, but there is a, uh, when people talk about a promotional style or a brand style, uh, like we talked about white guys doing Lucha in NXT. I'm sorry, in AEW. NXT style, for better or worse, for what, the last five years, let's say since Nakamura got there, so last five years, has pretty much been, we're getting ex-New Japan guys, and guys that can work that style, and they go out there and they have great technical wrestling matches, with some flips involved occasionally, but mostly it's technical mastery, and people beating the shit out of each other, um, and especially in the pandemic era when there's no crowds, the only way to have good matches is to run a little shorter and hit each other hard enough to where people can buy into it. And that's what NXT has been in the ring at the top for a while now. And when he comes out here and, and blitzkriegs he, everybody, and blitzkriegs everybody, and works a soft a softer style compared to the Daniel Bryan's, Adam Cole's, and everybody else I named. It's hard to buy and believe in that dude's work. He he looks like he looks like he doesn't ha- he looks like he doesn't belong because one he really yeah. doesn't. But the idea is you're supposed to you're supposed to be able to you know smoke and mirrors to make it look like that to where he looks awesome because he's throwing guys around. But it's like, hey man, I saw Adam, I saw Finn Balor drop uh Johnny Gargano on a still fucking great on top by the top of his head. I saw you just n- nicely place him on the mat. I'm not buying it. <laughs> and, and like there is a talk and there is a talk about this and um, when people talk about flash and substance and like his character there's nothing to his character it's mystery box it's mystery box nonsense from a guy that is that looks real so like but the thing is like it's just style it's not substance like the car the smoke machine the entrance with uh scarlet or whatever else all of that stuff is cool it's cool dressing around the part where it's like what happens once his bell rings? What happens once it's time to come face face in a promo? And the only time I ever really bought into it is when he was going up against Keith Lee 
because it made him look he made him diabolical and like for the most part since he's been back he hasn't been diabolical until he choked out regal and that was just a couple weeks ago you know what I'm saying? So, like, his whole run has been a lot of stops and starts, but a lot of it is, like, there's really, there's no soul underneath that, underneath all of that flesh. All I kept seeing was, uh, like, a couple of weeks in a row was, like, Finn Balor and all those guys just, like, Sizing ripping him. him, ripping him apart. Finn Balor, like, then Adam Cole, then Johnny Gargano all said the same thing. You are not you are not nearly the fucking wrestler I am, which is all true. <laughs> and and he's like, you you can't swim like you a big dog, but you can't swim you can't swim with us, bro. And they're all right, and it's like, I understand that's the point to get your meta heat. That like, it became like the main rostification is like he's the guy, so everybody has to give their barbs that like you actually really suck in the ring. Don't let all the other tricks and and, and the push fool you fool you fans and it's like that's main rosterism i no one no one that's watching this wants main rosterism right i it, it felt that way and so that's like i'm confused right because when he we got he's he's kind of called up and he's kind of not and people are like oh the main roster they're trying to ruin him and i'm like baby before he first came that was tearing him apart on nxt like i Ain't no respect I, for this man. None before he ever was on Raw. So I was wondering, like, I don't get it. I don't. The, the, thing the only me, thing I would say about the Raw thing is, like, he's wearing a belt. So, yeah. like, you would think you would protect a champion to a certain degree, but... Um, not, enough to where he doesn't not, not Jeff Hardy. On, not, a, not in a company where you beat the champion to get a championship match. That is a great point. That is <laughs> a great on. point. That's a great point. <sighs> like... <laughs> okay, so so Tanya for me, right? And I think I feel like Rich I feel like Rich feels his way too. Re- regardless of how I feel about him and his run and his push in NXT, what I think will be what the end game should be for him or what is gonna happen on the main roster with him is totally different, right? Like yeah. Bray Wyatt and NXT Makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Him on the main roster makes more sense. Alexa Bliss on NXT with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai and Ember Moon and Candice LeRae makes no fucking sense. And Mia Yim and Bianca Belair makes no fucking sense. Her on the main roster makes sense, right? Carmella, yeah. same thing. Like, this is a work rate brand slash promotion. Like, he can't swim with the big dogs in, in that in that in that uh, situation, but they ain't got nothing to do with the main roster. When you have, you know, the barricades drop in, you have really good big uh, men like Bobby Lashley and, and Roman Reigns and, and Drew McIntyre to eventually clash with all that kind of stuff. Like, so regardless of how I feel about him in NXT, he's he more suited for, he's in. way more suited for NXT for the main roster with the, 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 his actual strengths. So for me, yeah. when he loses on the main roster, I'm like, wait a second. This is the most main roster fucking guy you've had since Drew McIntyre. <laughs> and you, and and you bring him in and beat with Jeff Hardy? What are y'all doing? And it's weird because they took away his main roster shit. Yeah. When they, like the whole interest, that's not even default. That, that's not really NXT's bag either. That's main roster shit. Yeah. So it's weird to me. Yeah. So you think he's going to beat Samoa Joe? 
Yes. I think he beat Samoa Joe. Um, I don't think they're ready to bring. I don't think they're ready to bring him up yet. Um, Okay. I just just don't think they're ready to bring him up yet. But if they are, I mean, either way it works because like they still have Pete Dunne uh, for either one of them uh, down the line as like immediate an immediate TV challenger in like a month or whatever else. Yeah. But um, I I just you know they brought Samoa Joe in because Samoa Joe is awesome on the mic. Um, and has been since forever. And um, this get, ain't gonna never do nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a thing. Like, look, it didn't work with these smaller guys. Balor left. He was the last big star we had. Cole's out the door to wherever. We got to get somebody in here for. Um, we got to get somewhere, someone in here for Cross for a title match. And they went with Joe because Joe can get any match fucking over, no matter how much you. No matter how many times he beat him, he can always talk himself back into being a contender. So, in any in any promotion in the world, so um, they're gonna have that match. The thing is, Joe Joe with injuries in the years, whatever else, he can't get in the ring like he used to, even when he was in NXT still. So we'll see how this goes. They shouldn't go long. I think they should just go out there and just sprint for like ten minutes and get the fuck on. This should be like a eleven minute never match. Yeah. Goto versus Ishii. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, they should treat it absolutely like an undercard Ishii match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got Walter and Ilya Dragunov in their rematch, and I can't wait. Um, match of your contender. Fans weren't there last year. Um, I advise anybody that didn't see this match uh, last year, seek this out first before watching this one because it's, it was just like, I'm going to rewatch it. It's one of it, the... It's it was one my of the, second favorite match of, of last year. I wrote a glowing, like, piece that i read off on our um uh year I think it was our, our year in review thing actually no we, uh, we wrote it on the end of the award show we did for two, for 2021 yeah so it's from like february of this year then we did yep. yeah so like yeah can't wait for the rematch uh i hope they beat the shit out of each other oh that's gonna happen yeah um Okay, so I, f- I forgot where I ended up putting it for match of the year for me last year, but it had to be somewhere in the top four or five. Um, like only ma- okay, so no, it was five. It was five. The matches I had in front of it was uh, the two Russell Kingdom matches from night one and then uh, the two Takumi and Mayu matches from, uh, from, from Stardom last year. That was only two, those only four matches I had above it. I, I love that match. It's one of those physical matches. Like, it is every bit the... It, um, Tanya, you understand this. This it it is, it was it it was a match that would have made uh, Shibata smile. Yeah, <laughs> it was one in it was one in him. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be super physical. It's gonna be uncomfortable at times. Um, but that's that's what Walter does. And when him and Dragonoff like they just have this thing where they decide they want to kill each other in big matches. And um, it's gonna be here on the state side and like. It's gonna go off. You know, how how much we'll we'll see. Walter is he's he's scary. Yes, like he's somebody like you don't you don't really it don't have to be a work. You just like bring him out, ring the bell, yeah. and, and and I I always appreciate wrestlers like that. It don't take much work. It's just it's just here's his name. Here he is. He's gonna beat people and the the chops. The, they sound off. You should hear him in person. Like, would you accept? Would you take a chop for him for? 10, I think it was ten thousand dollars. It was like I don't know, man. 
don't know. My favorite thing was uh, the 2019 Survivor Series, right? I think that's still the I still say this date is the best uh, WWE main roster pay per view since, right? Um, when they brought in Walter, the crowds chanted for Walter, and he's in there with Strowman, and he chopped Strowman one time, and Strowman was told to no sell it, and you can see he tried. <laughs> like like he tried to no sell it but that but that shit that shit got him for the first for the first like uh you know two two, two thirds of a second it got him and then he and then he straightened out but he got him like I, I love Walter Walter's one of my favorite like uh anytime anywhere big match performer guys that I've seen like if he's in a big match I, I've never he's one of those guys where it's like almost like uh like the top of New Japan in his heyday you know three four years ago where it's like. I don't think I've ever seen that dude not have some four and a quarter match. I think that's the worst match I've ever seen some four and a quarter type thing. He's awesome. Um, I love him. I wish he was stateside more often to wrestle more of these guys, but um, we're going to see him if Dragunov is going to go off. And I love Dragunov as an underdog, underdog babyface fighting um, Walter. Like, Wal- like the thing with Dragunov, he looks like a fucking serial killer, but with Wal- against Walter... He something comes out of him where you just want to root for him to finally overcome that dude. He's never going to do it, nor should he. But you, you, it's something where like Walter versus anybody, basically any small Walter versus a small is like one of the best matches you can possibly do. Bay yeah. done, dragging off. It don't matter. It's gonna go off, and I can't wait. Um, one of the most, you know, I thought we were going to get a Finn Balor, well, we would have, not for the pandemic, we would have got a Finn Balor versus Walter match, um, I thought we were still going to get it, but he ended up going to the main roster, going back up to the main roster, so. They could have they left him in NXT for a little while longer. I would have loved it. I, I wanted that match so bad. I mean, honestly, he's not doing, like, he yeah. don't even have a match. I'm telling you. Um, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, classic storytelling, um, best friends, um, and one turns and in the and the, one basically turns because they want the title more than they want the friendship. And you know, you can always rely on the you could have asked and I would have gave you the title sh- ship. That's our friendship, but you decided to turn on me, and you know, um, we didn't handle it like adults. And I'm hurt, and I'm want to take it out of your ass. And you know, th- a lot of this is going to rely on Dakota. Doing a lot of leading throughout this match. They've been around each other, and it's going to rely on like there's no excuse. Yeah, no excuse. There's no excuse for like when friends don't you know go off on a match because you you ran the road together, you traveled together, you tagged together. You should know everybody's moves in and out and to do something um fun. So that's what it should be. They should go. They should go out there and um, Raquel should should have one of her better matches. Yeah, um, I'm going to call a title change here. Hmm. It's time. It's time. It's time to get Dakota Kai to belt. And um, Raquel can go to the main roster or whatever they want to do with her. Um, she hasn't got any trial <laughs> matches or anything. But, yeah, it, I, it's Dakota Kai time. Tanya, what do you think of Raquel Gonzalez? I, um, I think she's, like, I think she, she wouldn't. It wasn't time for her yet. She needed to cook a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I would have rather it be Dakota Kai as the champion and Raquel turned on her for the, you know, when she was ready to be champion. Mm-hmm. 
I think it, it seems a little backwards. But maybe they're going because Shawn Michaels is there. Maybe they're going like the Diesel, HBK <laughs> team. You know, because yeah, you know is. the unexperienced exactly giant comes and takes. But like, I don't know who they want me to root for because if it's who they want me to root for I'm ain't gonna happen no <laughs> I want yeah. Dakota as like she's as she's been doing such great work for so long and she's like one of the girls who I was like okay she's next up okay mm-hmm. now she's next up so you stop playing with her either put her belt or send her to the main roster I think Raquel roll, steamrolls her friend that turned on her. Um, mm. Like, they have never positioned Dakota like she was ever championship material. They've always played her like a geek. Um, she won a couple of matches by being Ember Moon. Um, that is not enough to make me overlook what, how they have presented her uh, since 2017. So, um, hey, they did give her a win against Saray. Which is like, I'm shocked they even did That's that. Fucking stupid. I wouldn't have done that, but whatever. Like they had. I mean, what well, the thing is, like, look, if she's gonna be the title challenger or uh, the, uh, the title challenger, she has to win, right? Yeah. So like, you know, and then so for me, like, fine, but um, I'm working. I don't really care who's the champion because like I don't really like. Uh, I haven't liked Raquel's title run. Like before she became the champion. She was trending very high within there with Raquel or with Rhea and with Ember and with smaller girls and you know having like big you know big women little women matches or whatever else. But the title was she was not ready for the title when she got it, and a lot of that comes to main rosterism. Um, so you know we'll, we'll see where this goes, but like for 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 a while, um. Maybe it is Dakota, like because it looks like this like this was a mistake and they need to get it off her. But yeah, we'll see. It's I don't it's it's a lot of decisions NXT been making. Like it don't seem like a, a NXT card. Like right. I don't see that. I right. don't feel the hype. I don't, and it's not. There's no Johnny Gargano on this card. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's it's. It's all inside. There's no outside factors with with the caring about NXT. NXT screwed NXT. <laughs> all right, I'm I guess that's a good place. Yeah, I guess that's a good yeah. place to leave it. <laughs> the last match on this card, a slave match. <laughs> a slave, yeah, a double slave match. A double slave a, match. A slave fighting for the freedom of another man. Yes. Uh, the million dollar title, another million dollar <laughs> title match. Uh, La Knight versus Cameron Grimes, a slave, to make sure that Ted DiBiase has not become a slave. So, um, yeah, uh, their first match was a ladder match. It underwhelmed as a ladder match, even though it told a good, uh, a pretty good story. But it underwhelmed. Um, and then their actual in ring match was one of the most pleasant surprises of 2021 in my opinion i did not expect uh la knight and cameron grimes to have a three and three quarter star match but it happened uh so so yeah um i you know 
is going to have some hocus pocus in it with uh, with DiBiase involved. I think that Cameron Grimes gets the big win. Um, I, I, the slave overcomes his 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 oppressor. His oppressor. And uh, I think gets the win. I think that you know there was a reason why uh, Cameron Grimes went from oh there's a reason why Cameron Grimes went from uh, losing the first match that he had, he couldn't just get the belt right to him. He had to chase after it. So he'll win this match, and who knows what the fuck that means, but he'll win, and he'll have DiBiase in his corner as, you know, a babyface for probably the North American title, because him and Swerve have good chemistry. Um, so, so yeah, um, that that's kind of how I see it. I, I, you know, given the match they had, I don't think they're going to have that kind of match, because now people are expecting it. But I think they'll have, like, some three-and-a-half type of thing, or at least a three-star match. They'll have a good match. But yeah. either way, like I don't think this match should be over whatever uh, whatever um, Santos and, and Swerve are doing. I, I think that's asinine, but that's what he went with. Yeah. Um, so Hit Rose gonna be main eventing the show on Tuesday. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not even gonna bring it up, but um, yeah, this, that's what um, they did last takeover. They left Swerve off the card, and and to uh, and also they left uh, Champa and Thatcher versus. Grizzle Young Vets to put on uh, Mercedes Martinez, who they promptly fired afterwards against uh, um, <sighs> against uh, Zaya Lee. Lee. And then, sure enough, Grizzle Young Vets versus Thatcher and Ciampa is one of the best matches in NXT this year. What a fucking shocker that, that two awesome tag teams versus each other are going to have a great tag match. And they decided to leave it off takeover for no a, tag team for a developmental ta- for a deve- deve- developmental match on takeover. So, there you go. No tag team title match either. No nope. MSK, so they can't come come get booed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Grimes avoids being a slave uh, for much longer, or he frees himself. And you know, as much as I would like to see Ted DiBiase like suffer for all his you know meanness over the years, um, you should have said injustice and tr- atrocities. You know, uh, the slaver becomes a slave. Yes, yes. Poetic. Uh, Some will say yeah. poetic. Yeah. You know, if only they could they could bring in Soul Train Jones to laugh at that man or something. It would be awesome. But um If there yeah. if there is a Virgil run in, I will fucking howl. <laughs> Bro. I would love it. Bro, LA Knight be like, This is your future. This is your future, million dollar man. But um, yeah. Whatever. Um yeah. this this is outkick this coverage um a little bit. And or it's going on too long. Uh, the third match of the series. I don't know why it's here. Could have been on TV. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just it's it's this is so like this is something that should be like on a pre-show. I don't compared to Swerve and Santos. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. I like. I knew Cameron Grimes when he was. I forgot what he was wrestling as in the Indies. Uh, Trevor Lee. Lee. Trevor Lee. I was Lee, yeah. Trevor Knight. I watched. A, I watched a match with him that was an hour, over an hour long. It was a very good match. Yeah. So he like, wrestled his ass off. Yeah, watching it, but uh, the guy who was the cross between John Cena and The Rock and The Miz when he was LA in Knight. Impact. Yeah. Yeah, Drake. I don't care for him because he said something. It was silly 
in his opinion that a woman could ever beat him. He was saying some very sexist stuff. Oh, when they yeah. wanted him, he, he, even they wanted though him I don't to do, like, they wanted him to do intergender. He was like, "Fuck that!" Essentially, right. like <laughs> basically. So, so he exposed himself as a bigot, right? So okay. I was ever since then. I was just like, "Dude, you're not even fighting for real." Um, right? And you, and you, you are you smashing up other people's gimmicks and putting it into yours, going somewhere. Right. So every time I see him on NXT, I be like, "Oh, what is he doing here?" So. <laughs> main, roster, main rosterism. <laughs> I don't, but see, that's weird to me. Some so many people just need to skip NXT. Then they just need to go. Well, some some did. Like like Alexa Bliss, like she didn't do much NXT time. Uh, Lacey Evans didn't do much NXT time. Braun Strowman never had a match in NXT. Like some people still were skipping the skipping that There's process. A- like. Yeah, I got well, confirmation of like a secret NXT class that I always thought existed, and then I found out it really existed. Yeah, like it, it's just a weird thing where it's like um, NXT gave a lot, gave WWE a lot of goodwill from uh, people that were not interested in NXT at the time. Now they no longer serve now they no longer are seen as uh some something worth watching anymore because there's a AEW because AEW exists like right. it, you know like obviously NXT WWE did this kind of smartly is kind of like uh is almost like they war profiteering like they became NXT became the resistance to the machine and then the resistance said and then the resistance actually became a, a real resistance somewhere else and there's like Oh yeah, y'all aren't actually a resistance. Y'all are actually just part of the machine all along. Like, and that's what, and that's a lot of what happened. NXT and also NXT stopped being booked as well. So there you go. Like, it's it's really it's you can make it. You can make the the downfall of NXT as easy or as, as intricate or as simple as you want it to be. Because like, you know, it, it it's really amazing. Like I I. Definitely not. I invested so much time in NXT and now it work. And now I don't give a fuck anymore. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. And, and, I, I, and as I said, it's it's all from within. It's from. It's not people just deciding. Oh well, we have a real alternative. No. <laughs> I think it's it, it started even before AEW came about. The thing was. There was no real alternative, so people were still holding on to NXT. But they started changing a little bit before. Then, when when they got on USA, it was a completely different show. Oh, NXT's had a bunch of different iterations. Like I would say, you could say like before, like there is before and after Nakamura is a line of delineation. Um, and then from there, like it changed. And then from there, like you pretty much have until they. Like- hit TV, and then once they hit TV, you have, like, them, the iceberg for them, more or less, is, like, Portland. Like, once they turn Johnny Gargano Hill, um, and then went into the pandemic, like, that, they, it took them months and months to recover. Like, the first six months of this show... You was, niggas fell off and never recover. The first six months of, the first six months of, of this year of NXT was good television. Was it, of was it appointment television? Not necessarily, but it was good television, and it mostly made sense once they took, like, the things that people didn't like off, but by that point in time, they had already lost and they were already getting switched, going to get switched to Tuesday. And like people started, and then like Vince, I'd already start Vince and whoever else you want to say uh, else decided was already 
getting about to put a hatchet to it. And then they finally put the hatchet to it a couple weeks back, and it's not really a reason to watch. I love Io Shirai. I love Swerve. I love Johnny Gargano. I love Tommaso Ciampa. I love Adam Cole, Undisputed Guys, all that. But they even struck. put him on Sunday. This, they even gave him the WWE slot this time. <laughs> Oh, this is what I don't want to hear. I look, you know, all them years that the main roster. Sorry, Vince took the takeover slot from yeah, yeah. That so this what this is what I expect now, or not what I expect. I don't want to hear nobody complain about these the under uh, the developmental went out there and did all the moves under the sun, and now the main roster guys have to follow it. There's no excuses now. If their Saturday show gets comes out here and still ends up getting mopped by the Sunday show. They got mopped. There's no excuse. They didn't take the air out the room. They just got mopped. Because I tell you this right now. Ain't none no smack on SummerSlam is going to be better than uh, uh, Dragovich and, uh, or, and, and Walter. Nothing. Yeah, but that's just one match, though. I mean, they still got Adam Cole and, and O'Reilly. Like, so they're going to have great matches on the card, regardless of what I think of the women's uh, title match and the, uh, the, the slave match. But so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Like it, that, we'll, we'll be, it, it's gonna come. The, the, the slave matches the X Factor. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh man, uh, Tanya, it was great to have you on. Uh, can you give us your plugs, please, so uh, the, the uh, so the good listeners can listen to uh, all of your other great work. Well, I uh, just search for I do a podcast with two other ladies named Tyler and Robin called Suplexes and Shea Butter. You can look on Spotify, I think it's on Apple and uh Anchor, which is who I record with. Okay. Can't give you out my Twitter because I am private because I got tired I got tired of unsolicited wrestling opinion. So I just went private. <laughs> you know what's funny? I did a thing yesterday where I uh, I had a guy that uh, that oh, writes that, that writes for I got a guy that writes for um, Voices of Wrestling for a lot of Stardom stuff. Um, he wrote an article about um, a woman that's chasing after the top title, and I really liked it. So uh, we follow each other now. And he did this thing where he had people send him wrestlers. And then he would rate them one to two, well, out of one out of ten, and then tell people who he thought was better than them, and people that he thought was worse. Uh, that person was worse than. So I, I liked it. So I was like, I'm just gonna. I tagged him and said, I'm gonna steal this from you. So somebody hopped in my mentions after I talked about Thunder Rosa, and basically told me that Thunder Rosa had to prove herself until she he could consider. Um, them better than Bailey, and I thought to myself, like, bro, I'm a complete stranger. I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> and it made me think to myself, like, almost, almost every other day, I hop on my my timeline and I see Tanya have to say the same shit to the same motherfuckers, and they'll say it to her because she's a black woman. They think that like that they don't have to respect black women's opinions. I'm like, I gotta tell you something. Like, I don't give a fuck what you think. You're a stranger too. Just like, just like Tanya don't. Yeah, yeah, I got tired I mean, of saying it and repeating Tanya's to her opinion, just like you are. But Tanya is not no asshole that disagrees with you and gonna hop you into tell a stranger why you why you're wrong about an opinion. Fuck off. I think good wrestler X is better good wrestler Y. Fuck off. 
I see opinions all the time I don't agree with, but right. like it's not going to hurt me as long as you're not like going after somebody's character. I don't care how you know how good or bad you think someone is. That's the thing with our fandom. We cannot mind our fucking business on people's personal tastes. Okay. If you disagree you, to not get into an argument, you can. There's nothing wrong with reading somebody's tweet, taking the basic point of it. You disagree, just make your own tweet. Why are you harassing people will, for hours? Back and forth, bothering people all day about their opinion. That's weird to me, y'all. People, we gotta stop that. We gotta, we gotta cut that out. But I was just, but I was just pointing out that that happens to you all the time. This happens to me like very rarely because you know I don't really tweet. I, I don't really tweet like really opinionated stuff that often. I normally tweet stuff that's kind of like common sense. Most people wouldn't refute it. So. Like when someone hopped to my thing, cause I finally did some something with any bit of opinion on, I was like, I was taken aback. Like, I I was almost like, y'all ain't gonna do me like y'all do everybody else. They did me like I was everybody else. I couldn't stand it for like one. Day. I couldn't stand <laughs> you, for one. You day, ain't special. Long, you ain't special, boy. No, but I'm saying I couldn't stand that for for one inter, one small interaction alone. All the shit I see Tanya go through on a nearly daily basis on Twitter before she uh, went private. So I understand it. Right, I can't. And I only stand, I, I only stand, understand this much of it, like a small proportion, uh, portion of what you we were going through, Tanya. So I just wanted to uh, give you a big ups for all the shit you had to go through. Yeah, that's why I had to just. I was like, look, I got enough people in this fandom that I like. I'm, I'm. It's time to shut it down. Don't need. If you no ain't more. follow me now. It's too late. <laughs> but thank you guys for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Welcome back anytime. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I think we started off talking about Rick Flake and Pussy on the train. I guess it's time to write this up. Uh, that's it in the show. Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using uh, to listen to this with. Uh, also, go to uh, one uh, to Red Circle and drop us off with a donation. And go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash SoulSuplex and pick up some official SoulSuplex Podcast Network merchandise. And listen to other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. We have Keep It Strong Style. We have the Rick and Clyde Wrestling Show. We have Roman Washes Shit. We have the Great Consequences Podcast. We have 8 Bit Suplex. We have All Things Elite. And we have Great Mass Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.